With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the new sound of online radio. Welcome to the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network. Cause you make me feel like I've been locked out of hell. A mix of today's hits and hard to find favorites. Combined with the most entertaining and intriguing talk anywhere. This is your sound. Is the sound of Universal Broadcasting Network at UBNRadio.com. All right. Are we on? We're yeah. on. Welcome to Mostly Sports. <laughs> I didn't even know where we were going. I just heard the, the delay on yours. Welcome to a very special edition of Mostly Sports. Uh, this was not only followed up by the greatest baseball game ever played. We know how much I like saying greatest ever. Historic. This is a special birthday edition of Mostly Sports. JD, big birthday today. Congrats, Jay. Dude, a 44th birthday has never been so... Uh, Another year. So special. Just 44, man. I'm not one of the Hilton sisters. It's your Reggie Jackson birthday. It's All right. Reggie was ripping uh, the World Series last night on Twitter. It's funny you bring that up. Yeah. There you, there you go. I like when old people tweet. That's, that's probably <laughs> my new favorite thing. Uh, like, if you're old, if you're over say? 50, and you send a tweet out... Yeah. It shouldn't go live for at least five minutes. Like, it, it, you should have a safeguard. Special rules? Special or rules. Or don't hit send for five minutes. Yeah. Like, you hit send, but it knows you're over 50, so it doesn't send the tweet out for, like, five In minutes to give to you a it. chance to be like, Ooh, okay. I maybe I worded that wrong, maybe I misspelled some shit. It's like the Tony Dungy rules. Yeah, just like Nothing handicap. Handicap the old people. What did he for, say? It wasn't anything bad. He was just talking about, like... Uh, how small the ballpark ballpark was, and the yeah. balls being juiced, and it's like what a joke it was. Yeah, that people were hitting that many home runs. It, I mean, it's entertaining. What chicks dig the long ball. That's it. That's, I mean, that's the they you know there was a whole campaign. I believe it was Nike based off of this, um, with Glavin Smoltz. It was awesome. McGuire. Yeah, it was fun. I ran into one of my neighbors this morning. And he asked me, he goes, so you're a sports guy. He's not a sports guy at all. He goes, what would you think of that game last night? And I said, I constantly say on the show, I hate how everything is the greatest of all time nowadays. You see that Blake Griffin dunk? Greatest of all time. You see that Aaron Judge hit? Greatest of all time. I hate that. Okay? But last night's game, and I've been to World Series games. I've been to controversial games. I've been to plenty. I've watched everything that was, I don't want to say it was the best game I've ever seen. It was the most exciting baseball game I've ever seen, period. It's hard to argue. There's definitely, you like to bring up the purists in baseball, like the old man in his rocking chair talking about uh, Tinkers to Evers a Chance in 06 mm-hmm. and Christy Mathewson pitching like 79 consecutive innings in a baseball game. So, like, there was a lot of offense. So I'm sure there's some traditionalists out there that are like, ah, the balls are juiced, Puig's hitting one-handed home runs. That was absurd. That check swing home run. That yeah, that was a little absurd. But like like you said, for pure drama, it's not even the best baseball. Like That's a top-five sporting event yeah. that you've watched. I mean, mm-hmm. if you went on – everybody was on social media watching that uh, – watching the game, everybody was posting. Everybody. So on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Every post mm-hmm. was a baseball post. I couldn't keep up. 
between the texts and Facebook and Twitter and everything. It was just I had to put my phone down at one point. I think I sent you the last text, and I put my phone. I said, I'm going to turn it over and not look at it. I want to enjoy this because it was just – it was nonstop. And every text that was coming in is no matter what happens right now, nothing's going to be surprising. You know, if they did a suicide squeeze in the ninth inning, the Dodgers, I think with Chris Taylor on third, I would have said, yeah, okay, why not? Go for it. Let me ask you a question. Well, like Do you think if they called serious, it a suicide serious. squeeze that today the su- the National Suicide yeah. Prevention yeah. Awareness yeah. Committee yep. would come out and just be like, it's really insensitive to yeah. the millions call of people? Call it like who, an all or nothing. Even that might yeah. be a little insensitive. Let's see if somebody I made message. A, I made a mistake of saying something to my child the other day at school about her sitting Indian style. And you would have thought I tried to do something. I mean, I don't want to even want to say it because people will go nuts. Yeah. Something a hell of a lot worse. You're not allowed to say Indian style. It's crisscross applesauce it. now. It's crisscross. Really? I swear to God. They looked at me like I was coming in to do something catastrophic in that school. Wow. You can't say you Indian can't style. can't say Indian style. And George Washington's plaque is getting removed from the George Washington church. Wow. When did this turn into like a uh, social okay. commentary it's, radio I, show? It's unbelievable. I, I mean, I... I think I told you this. I went on uh, the post the other day, and every single article was about somebody being accused or an accuser, and it was just like it was. It's it's a lot. It would be easier right now to just name every Hollywood producer who has not done anything wrong. Oh man, that would be easier. Spacey, <laughs> Spacey. I mean, <laughs> come on. Are you kidding me? Nice little redirect there. Who's working his PR team? I th- <laughs> but that's another like example of I think he tried to get out ahead of it without uh-huh. really consulting anybody. Because it seems like it just the accusation just came out, yeah. And he like had this statement ready to go, dude. Take a beat, take a breath, talk to a bunch of people, because that wasn't the way to go. <laughs> well, he tried to throw a little a little misdirection there with the assault and the it being a pedophiliac case by saying, ah, it's cool, I'm gay. <laughs> what? How does well, that, that that's work? Just, that's just the answer to everything. <laughs> I mean, we had yeah. so, hey, so, look over here, everybody. Don't mind this. Check this out. We had Jen Serger on the show before. She's Cody's fiance, and mm-hmm. uh, she just had a big bombshell thing on Twitter where she came out and actually defended bar, not necessarily defended Barstool Sports, but they canceled that Barstool Van Talk show. Yeah. Why ESPN went into business with Barstool in the first place is like that was always suspect from the get go. I love Barstool. Barstool's amazing, but definitely that those two don't really vibe. Right. Uh, but she especially came, nowadays. Oh, totally nowadays. And she came out and criticized Sam Ponder and Sarah Spain. For being hypocritical about, they were really judgmental about Barstool Van Talk, yeah. but they kind of slut shamed her back in her day when the Brett Favre stuff was going on, and she had this whole thing about sexual harassment at ESPN. So it's just interesting to see like feminists turning on feminists. Yeah. But then the best part is this: people go back and unearth tweets you gave like five, six years yeah. ago, and Sarah Spain and Sam Ponder said some asshole shit. Yeah. About women, like super mean. Mm-hmm. Like go back and delete. Like like take ten minutes out of your life. Hire like a young kid to go back and wash your Twitter clean. Right. Of jerky things you've said. Mm-hmm. But the way you get out of it, Mike, is this: you just apologize and say, "I've grown." Yeah, I did it. Sorry, I've grown. Moving on. So the thing that put me over the edge. <laughs> terrible. I mean, you talk about you know feminists going against feminists. The thing that sent me over the edge that morning when I was reading the post was all those assault and assault questions. The thing that got me was that, and this was front page news. That it was Katy Perry's birthday. I never thought we'd be saying Katy Perry's name on this show. Katy Perry's birthday. So Ellen DeGeneres, a comedian, mind you. Maybe the most famous comedian in the last 20, 30 years. Ellen DeGeneres? I don't know. I don't know anyone else who's funny. You don't believe that. 
I don't know. Who else Most is famous funny? comedian? No, female comedian. Oh, I thought you said yeah, comedian yeah. in general. I, mean, oh, okay. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to qualify it now. I think they're all <laughs> supposed to be not, you know, non-gender specific. Okay. She put up a funny picture saying, happy birthday to Katy Perry, where she was staring at her boobs with an open mouth. It was funny. I didn't read a single thing into it. But then, and there's not even a word for this, all the masculinists started saying, <laughs> the, you can't do that. If, if I did that, I'd be fired and I wouldn't be able to leave the house. I don't know. What's, is that the right word? I don't know. I love that word. But they, they, these guys started coming out of nowhere. So you can't do that. I said, oh Jesus, I can't, I can't even read the paper anymore. It's, it's too much. I can't do it. Can't do it. Oh man. Good start good, to the show. Good start to the I li- show. I haven't even run through an intro. We did most of the stuff already. All right, Jay's birthday. Big four four. Everybody, call in. Get on the message board. Wish him a happy birthday. Uh, we're gonna talk insane game last night and this whole analytics discussion with this whole thing, which will bleed into. An issue last night that we're going to talk to second hour with a special guest. Uh, why didn't Deshaun Watson get that ball? Is it over overthinking, outmanaging, overcoaching, whatever you want to call it? We saw it a lot this weekend. You and I did two games on Thursday and Friday, um, and it, we said go to the go to the top dog, go to your top receiver, give the ball to your best player. Period. End of story. You don't need the nerds from MIT up in the office telling you what to be doing right now. You don't take it. your cleanup hitter out. And put in Andre Ethier, who still shouldn't even be on the roster for yeah. the Dodgers. That's a whole nother thing. A lot of super shady moves. And then we're going to do something. I want to give you one last chance to let me pick somebody else. We're going to do an IMDb showdown today. Yes. Okay? You wanted Denzel. We love Denzel. Okay? I wanted to give you somebody very topical who's very evenly matched with Denzel like a Kevin Spacey. That's an even matchup. I was looking at some stuff today. That's an even matchup. You said no. I want you to take DiCaprio. I'm going to give you one last chance to let me not take DiCaprio because DiCaprio blows him out of the water. No, uh, our guest today, we we carpooled in, and uh, we feel very, very, very confident that Denzel is going to dominate this matchup. We don't, we don't really I didn't even know I was know. dealing with a carpool. I didn't. Yeah, you're dealing with a carpool. We did a little, <laughs> uh, little deep dive together, and okay. uh, Denzel is probably – a minus one sixty Vegas favorite against Leo. Minus one sixty favorite. Yeah. Wow. So you can like stick you're with, a sports guy. You're supposed to know this stuff. You, you mean you, plus one sixty? No, you can stick. You can stick with uh, with Leo. Okay. Do I even need to go any further than Titanic, or should we wait? <laughs> what are you going to put up against Titanic? Don't you have worry to put it. like Training Day and American Gangster up against Titanic, and then it might even be. You might tip the scales on that one. Uh, I mean, let's not get into it. Like, we, like everybody's <laughs> chomping at the bit for this one. But, like, come on. What are you going to put up against Remember the Titans? Anything. Eh? Anything eh? on the I'll put the eh? basketball diaries up against Remember the Titans if we're going to talk sports movies that are beyond overrated. All right. We'll get into it. We'll get there. I'm excited. All right. That's cool. Um, all right. So, going back to the game last night. Everyone okay. I know. Is the feet up, Jarvis? Is the feet still up? I got a feet Looking for it. You got a feet up? Okay. Like Getting some text that it's not up. Not too people. many people in there right now. Even though I see Morgan, I see Dylan, I see. Yeah, but there have been a lot of comments in the last four or five minutes, and it says the feed expired. So anyway, keep going. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. No, we want to get as many people in here as possible. Special birthday edition show. How many times do you think I'm going to sh- say that today? Too many. Anytime mm-hmm. anyone joins this board, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to let them know. Because <laughs> I know how much you love your birthday. It's my favorite. <laughs> I'm not Tommy Caprio. All right, I don't have like How about four weeks guy? of his actual birthday was Jesus. two days ago. He started. I mean, talk about a birthday month. He's like the eleventh Kardashian. That I, guy. I feel like we got the invite for his birthday in like late September, early October. 
And it's been going ever since. That's a bummer we couldn't make it to that party. The Run DMC party. Beastie Boys. Next year. Ah, oh, man. We were traveling. There we go. People were texting. They can't post to the board, so hopefully it's uh, yeah fixing itself. Jarvis is the man. Fixed it. On it? No bye week for Jarvis. He's always on his A game. All right, so the Dodgers are in trouble. Everyone says, oh, they're coming back. Two games in L.A., they'll be fine. Except they are running into the best pitcher in baseball right now, Justin Verlander, tomorrow night, 100%. Halloween night. What's your uh, – your outlook for this one? No, you just nailed it. Uh, it's just things couldn't have set up any better for them. They have their best pitcher going uh, to close out the series. The entire Dodger bullpen is depleted. Their closer, who was lights out during the regular season, having confidence issues. Big time. Uh, that Astro team is not afraid of Kenley Jensen at all. Uh, just, yeah, it's, it's things are shipped. But here's the thing. When things look like they're trending one direction – Exactly. Give me the Dodgers. I mean, it just looks too easy for the the Astros right now. Rich Hill, no slouch himself, but not having a year like, not even a, a playoffs like Verlander. Uh, there was at one point, you and I are big fans of the eye test. Okay, especially we're doing a lot of high school games. We the eye test works very well. Yep. In a high school game, but even with these guys, these pros, the eye test, and this is where I'm taking the exact opposite road of analytics. We tell our guests that he's supposed to pour the OJ in before the champagne. Not to lose the, the effervescence that's going on right there. He's young. Okay. I'm just it's the second time he's done it and it's kinda losing my focus a little bit. I mean that's when you make a mimosa, it's orange juice. <laughs> yeah. And then you top it with champagne. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Once a bartender, always a bartender, Scavati. Um when Kenley Jansen was out there for the second inning of work, at one point he shook off the catcher. Yeah. And I could just see the way he shook him off was mm. like, eh, shit, I shouldn't be doing this. And the look on his face, and that's the eye test, I just knew. I said, this is not going to end well for the Dodgers. That's kind of when I knew it was going to be over because uh, he didn't have that confidence. And he needed to regain that because the Astros already were not scared of him. Now they're definitely not scared of him because the one advantage the Dodgers had going late was him, not anymore. It's funny. Now that you and I are like quasi-broadcasters, you know, I guess we kind of are. We get paid to, to broadcast games. I don't like to criticize another broadcaster for fear of sounding like, you know, well, uh, you know I'm not what um, I would do. Not what I would do. But, like, I, I don't know. That was a big thing they didn't talk about. Kenley Jensen looked pissed off and annoyed mm-hmm. at that and just totally glossed over it. They didn't say one thing about it. And the other thing they didn't talk about enough was the Austin Barnes the double. Double. That, that was gigantic, him stretching that into a double. The game would have been over because the next ground out would have been a double play, mm-hmm. nor would he have scored on the Chris Taylor single. Right. So uh, they didn't even mention how important that was. I feel like when you're calling baseball, the nuance of baseball is the most important thing. And there was a lot of nuances. You bring up that Chris Taylor double. How about Jock Peterson thinking he hit a bomb, walked halfway down the line, not saying he would have wound up with a triple there, but it would have been in play. Walked down the line, ended up with a double, ended up being moot. But those are the little things that in playoffs that analytics can't do shit for. Those are the little things that win and lose games. You can go back and look at that play and say that that cost them the game. Here we go. Over. We got Zuckerberg again, by the way, Mike. Oh, no. What did we do? It, uh, it says content owned by Major League Baseball. We can't talk about baseball can't now? Can't talk about baseball, apparently. How do we get Zuckerberg so quickly? Zuckerberg just knows, man. He's just all over us all the time, trying to end our videos. So at least we caught it early. So we should be back up and running here pretty soon. Uh, I just, I just, I just sent we... my dispute in with uh, 
Fucking Facebook, man. We, wait, we can't rip Facebook because we, we work for Facebook. Facebook Good thing we weren't on for that Facebook one. is awesome, actually. <laughs> I take it all back. They're keeping an eye on us, making sure we don't do anything wrong. We're part of the family now. But anyway, you're 100% right. It's uh, The broadcasters were fine, whatever. There was a couple things they missed. I think Smoltz is one of the best. Smoltz is like the Romo of baseball. Yeah. He does a good job. Like, he does uh, a great job. And baseball, there's a lot of nuance. So it's fun to learn while you're watching a game. And that's the thing Romo's done. We've talked about it at nauseum, like in our just like normal lives. Comment, wow, Romo explained something that I had no idea what it was very easily. Yeah. Then why didn't somebody explain this to me 15 years ago about like a safety being here is where the ball should go? Right. So the only other thing I could think of, and he's become just a character of himself, was John Madden. You know, the safety yeah. over here, he drops in the, he did, the boom, way he did uh, it, boom, boom, even though he boom. had the, the telestrator. It was, we couldn't understand it back then. No. Like, what, okay, the safety over the top, uh, cover three. Okay. But the way Romo's doing it, you say, you say, I could not have asked him to explain that any better. And we quasi, like you say, know what we're talking about football-wise. Well, it's nice to hear people, I mean, that's a true gift. When somebody can explain something that's relatively complicated mm-hmm. very easily. There's very few people that can do that. I can't do that. I don't know if, like, it's just there's people that have that knack and that gift. And Romo just has it, man. It's almost like I'm waiting for the tide to turn because the Romo love is so high right now, and people are so happy. And, and like, every, I haven't talked to one person who doesn't like Romo. It's like it's going to flip. The script's going to flip. People are like, yeah, fuck Romo. Romo's well, that's what dick. Brent Musburger tried doing. Yeah. Well, they're all jealous because Romo came in and, like, ate their cake. But he's, he's the younger. I mean, we're doing something kind of right now cutting edge. We're doing Facebook football right now. So there have been probably a few people who are like, oh, shit, that, I should be doing that. I've been trying to do this for 10 years. Why am I not doing that? It's the beginning. We're, we're at the, you know, the beginning of something really cool. Romo's just coming in doing his thing. Yeah. And Brent Musburger might be sitting there saying, I could be doing that, but I'm not because you know, he might be thinking these guys who are watching this aren't going to get it. They don't want to hear that. Yeah, we want to hear that. The end to that Oakland-Kansas City game last Thursday night, like what, what was better than that? He was calling the plays. He was nailing it. In mid-play, he was saying, if that safety comes down right now, then you got to go to the inside. Up, oh, safety's down. There's the inside. Okay, David Carr nailed it. And you're just like, that's, that's ex- I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, and, but that's the thing. Like, you can't, if you're one of these other uh, broadcasters who's been doing it for 20 years, you just have your style already. You're locked into what you do. So if somebody all of a sudden tried to change and start doing what Roma was doing, it would be so unauthentic. Mm-hmm. So it's just say hey, y'all just missed out. Yeah, but it's cool to see somebody do so. Like we've been watching people broadcast games in every sport for our entire lives. Pretty cool to see a guy come along and do something totally different and have it work and be like, wow, that was pretty easy. I think they had him. I listened to a podcast with like his boss, and they said that they had him tone it down a little bit with the play calling because it was becoming too much. Mm-hmm. It was taking away from the rest of the broadcast. Okay, so he's dialed it back in. He's kind of picking his spots better, but. That's a hell of an adjustment then because I think it flowed seamlessly on Thursday. It was great. Yeah, I mean, the guy's six weeks in, and he's already like— Six weeks, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. So, pretty crazy. hopefully we'll get this live feedback up and, and go on here. It looks like it's soon. up on mine. Yeah, we're getting some texts out there but from the people saying they can't, they, can't, they can't get on because it was blocked. Now we can't find the feed. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, it's up there, but it says it's blocked. We got a phone call. I think it's Morgan Barclay is what I'm going with. Caller, who is this? Where are you calling from? Uh, calling from Culver City, Washington. <laughs> Morgan Barclay, what is up, my friend? How are you feeling after, uh, you know, before you get to anything? How are you feeling after yesterday's ridiculous win? First place Seahawks, tied for first. 
they actually have the split because they beat the Rams head to head, so they are first. Um, <laughs> I feel really good. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, that game was crazy. I mean, just in general, it was uh, amazing. To I think D. D Watson's like, you know, he could be MVP of the league, or Cooper Cup, either one. Cooper, baby, what do you think of your boy Sherman? Why the? I mean, you obviously you're a little kind of you're going to back up Sherman regardless. But he came out after the game and he said that kid played one of the best games anyone's ever played against us, and they've played against all the legends, meaning you know Brady, Peyton, Rogers. Um, what what's with the, the the comments from Sherman? I love the hate. I see something like that. I absolutely love the guy for saying something like that. Completely agree. The rookie. I mean, when's when's the last in any player? Whether it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, go to Seattle and Watson's for his first time ever, and pretty much won the game. Um, if they they gave him the ball on third down or in second down towards the end, they would have wrapped it up and beat us. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, he did. Well, you got to say, if you're Richard Sherman, you got to say one nice fucking thing in your life about somebody. So, you know, that's not a a tough compliment to give a guy who just threw for about, what, like four touchdowns and 400 yards on you. Saying the guy played really well is not some outrageous compliment. The guy torched you. Richard Sherman, DeAndre Hopkins ate your fucking lunch and embarrassed you on national television. So you better say something nice. They really did. Because we have different standards for I Richard mean, Sherman. Then. <laughs> 100%. I mean, Hopkins is great. I mean, Deshaun Watson just looks like he gives zero fucks. That's the best part about him. He looks like he belongs from Jump Street. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, you're throwing up with every touchdown this guy completes. And, and, and all our stuff, there's no excuses. Um, there, there's, there's, no, there's no way to, to get around the fact that that was the most one of the most, I mean, even statistically, off that um quarterbacks ever and and it was it wasn't um you know pointing the finger at different players on the Seahawks defense. I mean ever so, you know, hats off their entire team. And the coaching staff. That whatever that jumbo with bone thing was, I mean that's off them coming off they put some stuff on tape from the staff that we had no clue how to handle. Morgo. So I think there was your, yeah, connect, your connection is a little fritzy. That, you, that your connection is a little in and out right now. Sadly. Oh, is it? Okay. My yeah. bad. No, that's not your fault at all. But no, I mean that's a great game. I love when the Seahawks abandon the run. I love when Russell Wilson gets to just go do Russell Wilson shit. Reminds me of him at NC State on Thursday nights and those games we'd always bet. He's fantastic. Uh, your wide receivers are fantastic. I mean, Doug Baldwin didn't even do anything. Your guy, Jimmy Graham, hey, you have Jimmy Graham. Throw him the fucking football. Is the hate for Jimmy Graham still there? Uh, personally, yes. <laughs> uh, that's, just, that's an ROI number. That's, that's, his, that's his, the cost in him, his output. You know, not necessarily just him in general, but like he's just cost too much money. Yeah, he needs he needs five like, balls this year. Oh yeah, he needs five more good games at least minimum to even like get back to like almost your good graces because it's been so much shitty Jimmy Graham that you're not going to be fooled by like two or three really good games. Well, I always have an issue, with, and and my issue with Jimmy Graham and, and players in general is like that when they come when they're coming from a team or playing for like a Tom Brady. 
um, or um, or Drew Brees. Those guys throw such perfect balls that like you don't really know who they are until they go to a new team. And Russell isn't the guy that you know puts it within right in your fingertips every single time. That's just not how he plays. And so you find out that Jimmy doesn't necessarily attack the ball the way you'd want him to for being that size. And that's my issue with him. You know, Tom Brady's made several receivers look great. You get to trade them, and then they come to a new team, and they're awful. Yeah, Tom Brady has also given more wide receivers CTE than any other quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> All right? I mean, Hogan, Hogan might be done for the season, yeah. too. He's, Tom Brady has hurt more white receivers, <laughs> you know, than, like, Instagram models sliding in some DMs. I don't know. So, you know, Brady's not perfect. I don't even know what that even meant. <laughs> But it wasn't supposed to be a compliment, whatever <laughs> you it was. porn stars into <laughs> yeah. Twitter DMs. That's yeah. what you meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> I love – bring a racial aspect into it. That's perfect. Hey, I, I love, imagine you would do that. I love white on white crime, man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts, Morgo? Um, no, no. I, I, I mean, well, two last thoughts. One is I was just excited that we actually were part of an entertaining game instead of a 6-6 tie with, like, Arizona – or something like that. So just that monkey off our back of not being terrible to watch was fun. Um, and then my other thing, I think uh, I'm just curious to get your thoughts um, related to the Dodgers-Houston game coming up on Halloween night. Uh, love your guys' analysis, and I'll take it off the air, of uh, if all the players were wearing costumes, like what would they be? Like Altuve's, would be a leprechaun coming up to bat, like, so, I'm not on that. Now I want to watch the show to see what you guys think. Love you, Morgs. I'll see you, JP, later for some birthday cocktails. Well, first of all, Altuve right, is easy. Altuve would be Tyrion Lannister, all right, from <laughs> oh, from Game God. of Thrones. That's just like not even a question. Okay, uh, Justin Turner. We could dye that thing blonde, and he could be Khaleesi. So you're just going like a, all Game of Thrones right now. Oh, that's true. I did go all Game of Thrones. He could be Gandalf then from. Uh, you could do. He could be a lot of stuff with that beard. He could be. Yeah, it's true. Very Puig. versatile. We could be Mr. T. He could be, he could be he Mr. Could be T. could be a good Mr. T. Do the kids know who Mr. T is still? I think they came out with another one of those movies like a year ago that nobody ever saw. So, yeah, maybe. I mean, they're still making those things. Them, G.I. Joe, all that stuff. Is Mr. T in your top three favorite misters? Like Mr. Robinson? Mr. Robinson? You mean or Mrs. Mi- Robinson? No, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Ro- I'm thinking of Mr. Mr. Robinson from Mrs. Uh, Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Mr. Robinson's neighborhood? Mr. Robinson's neighborhood? I think it's Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. <laughs> oh, no, it is Mr. Robinson's. Yeah, that's classic shit. Uh, line on the game pretty much even. Astros-Dodgers. Yeah. I don't know what we said before that got us banned, so if we do it again, we're sorry. We've never been blocked for baseball, only for boxing. UFC and boxing. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it should be fun. I mean, it's interesting tomorrow night because it's also Halloween. So I know a few people, a few guys on my block with kids, we were all going to go out and drink a little bit and have the kids do Halloween. They're getting Dodger tickets. Uh, and right. If there's an extra one, guess who's getting it? Do you dress up Probably if you're going to the Dodger game on Halloween? No. Not dressing up? No. Okay. How many percentage of the fans do you think will be in costume for the game tomorrow? Under over 20%. Ooh. That's tough. That's a good line. Good line. It's a good line, but I got to go under. Under 20%. I'm going up. I'm gotta going go higher. Yeah. Because people are going to put on a Kershaw jersey and be like, hey, I'm Clayton Kershaw. I'm like, no, you're not. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Wait, who's wearing a Kershaw jersey after that horrific after that performance one? last night? Well, see, that's what's funny, too, is, again, with all the texts and stuff I was getting, we're not even 
delving into the fact yet about how if they lose this World Series, is it his fault? Of course. It's always the best player's fault. Understand that. If you're the marquee guy, it's your fault. The offense has put up plenty of points. Or plenty of runs. Yeah. So that, that, that <laughs> plenty of points. That goes without saying. So no, it, it all put up falls. Two touchdowns yesterday. Yeah, it all <laughs> falls on Kershaw. It, it, like not deserve. I mean, it's not his fault. We all know that. But right. that being said, when you're the guy, oh, he's gonna get yeah. And the best part is he had overcome. Like I was ready to come into the show today and talk about how he'd exercised his demons. Kershaw sucking in the playoffs wasn't even a thing anymore. And then boom, he's back being Kershaw in the playoffs. So. But he started out so well in this playoffs too. He, I mean, and it's got to. I always add on to this, and I like the Dodgers. They're they're our home team around here. I like the guys on this team. I've been saying it all season. But Kershaw not only has been just turned into a totally different person in the playoffs. His arch rival, Madison Bumgarner, had the greatest playoffs of a pitcher as long as I can remember, and that's what Kershaw was supposed to have. He, you know, he he won game one, he won game four, he came in game seven in relief and threw like five shutout innings, got the Giants another World Series. That's putting the team on your back as a pitcher, which is tough to do. And Kershaw hasn't come close to doing that. No, and you think back to the Dodgers' last World Series, what, what do you think of? Other than Kirk Gibson's home run, you think about Oral Hershiser being just absolutely lights out, dominating, three pitches three times, wins three games. Yeah. So that's kind of the ghost you're chasing if you're Kershaw. So it's almost a no-win situation for him. The thing, and if anybody needs any more proof of this, the analytics, which are becoming so popular right now, I mean, the, the Yankees just let Joe Girardi go because they think he's a little bit too old school. They want to bring in a new guy. I don't like any of the names I'm hearing for this Yankee job, but I think this is a big year for that whole Moneyball Billy Bean experiment because in the playoffs, everything goes bye-bye. I, I get the analytics. I don't I don't like taking your cleanup hitter out for Andre Ethier, who's getting old, who's very injured, who couldn't win the job. Yeah. You have the better player in. I get that he might be a little bit better against lefties or righties or whatever the situation was last night. But when you're facing this bullpen over and over every single night, you're gonna pick up. Okay, I know what Kenley Jansen is gonna do. In the ninth inning, he threw a pitch, it was a cutter that didn't cut. That I forget who it was. They hit a bomb down the left field line, and they knew as soon as they hit it, it was going to go foul. But the ball didn't spin. The ball didn't cut. Off if Jensen? that ball had cut, it would have been a bomb. Was it off Jensen? I believe it was. It was off Ma- of I think it was McCann down the right field line. McCann just no, it wasn't. That was a different one on McCann. It was down the left field line. I forget who it was. Okay, but they know what's coming, and you're not going to be at that Mariano Rivera status where you know what's coming. I mean, David Ortiz, one of the best hitters we've seen in the last twenty years said you knew what was coming with Mo, and you still couldn't do a goddamn thing about it. Yeah. These guys are figuring out what to do with Jansen. Analytics now say you don't throw these guys a third time in the lineup. Okay, uh, I get it. I get it. You pick up a ball, you try and go deep in account, you see what they're throwing. But in the playoffs, these guys are seeing each other anyway. So you want your best player going. You want Clayton Kershaw, even though he gave up four runs, you want Kershaw going. You don't want Kent Maeda in. You want your dog in. Yeah, I mean, that's what Dave Roberts does, though. He's He's got a script. Every game is scripted out with his pitching. He's 100% analytics. And, you know, it just goes to the point of, like, a robot could do this job now. There's no, not to yeah. use the word nuance again, but there's no feel. There's no nuance. There's no... In the playoffs, it's all feel. He yeah. got it right after after game four when they said, what are you going to do about Cody Bellinger? He goes, 170 games. This guy's been crushing it. He's going through a little slump now. There, there's nothing I'm doing to take him out of it. Here's the thing. Good. Life is feel. Now, granted, if, if you're giving me a huge sample size, i.e. the regular season, 
I get it. Do things by the the analytical book because over the long haul, analytics is proven to play out in a certain way. It's math. It's just going to happen this way. However, this is the World Series. There's factors involved in, in what's going on as far as pressure and crowd and things that aren't like mathematical. Mm-hmm. So that's where an umpire or uh, I'm sorry, a manager can look in a guy's eyes and be oh, yeah. like, "All right, we saw it. Yeah, I looked at Jensen. Not said ready. He doesn't have it right now." This is but, gonna be trouble. But you couldn't take him out because you had nowhere to go. I mean, exactly. people were saying that on Twitter. I'll take him out. For who? But that's your guy. They that's w- the guy you want on the mound. That's the guy you need. And there was just something in his eyes. It didn't do why didn't they give I mean, we'll talk about this. Deshaun Sean Watson, give him that ball before you hand it over to you know a phenomenal quarterback who marched down the field in what, four plays and won the game? How does he not have the ball? Get him out. We talk about this. We've seen a lot of very good high school quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Some beyond. We always say you'll see this kid playing on Saturday. We've seen some that were like, keep an eye on him. You might be seeing him play on Sunday. Yeah. For and sure. whenever the game comes down to, we always say, give it to the quarterback. Let him do his thing. Let him get out wide a little bit. Same thing yesterday. Let him find his big six four receiver, who in high school is a behemoth. Okay. <laughs> Let him do that yesterday. Let him get out a little bit. Let him create. He was having a hell of a game. You want to talk about the eye test? He isn't going to go cold all of a sudden. If he does, you tip your hat to Seattle, say you get the ball, go down and score on a very good defense. Very nice. You did a good job. You won. But with the way that game is going, the eye test, not too many quarterbacks I would take yesterday over Deshaun Watson. Definitely not. I mean, he's, he's, he's probably a top eight quarterback in the NFL right now. So I love it. Top of the show. We're 40 minutes in. We've talked about fucking Kevin Spacey. We haven't even talked really about Kevin Spacey. Like he, well, I just Rapp. got an alert on my phone. Yeah. House of Cards canceled. No shit. Yeah. Are really? You fucking kidding me? House of Cards wow. canceled amid Kevin Spacey allegations. What a wow. selfish prick, dude. Like now I'm mad at Kevin Spacey. All right. Wow. I don't Come even on. watch House of Cards, but I'm a little fired up about that. Yeah, that's just that's unbelievable to me. Breaking news. Look at you. Breaking news. Breaking man. news on your birthday, man. That's what I do. I'm a triple wow. threat, man. I'm like Denzel. Wow. I'm gonna guess the show was probably winding down. I know a lot of people who watch it say, "Yeah, it's getting, it's all right, eh, it's running its course." This might be their way of saying, uh, "Okay, let's it, cut it." it was right an, now. I agree with that. But that being said, like I still want to see it wind down, not just a hard end. Uh, yeah, I don't want to like have something hanging out there, like end it for me, so I can move on with my life. See, I think the hanging out there is good. People no. are still pissed about the Sopranos ending. I thought it was great. Why? Because we're still talking about it 15 years later. I, I get it, but I mean, like you said. Uh, when all this, we're not going to have any TV to watch when the truth comes out about everybody. Yeah, I know. Everybody's a sexual predator. I bartend in a bar three nights a week. I see sexual predators every fucking night, <laughs> on male and female. Yeah. People are on the prowl, man. That's just like, what's going on? Well, the hitting hitting on someone is now turning into predating. It is. is. That a well, word? predating. Grant is a 14-year-old kid, so that's like, ta- I'm not going to well, touch not, on I'm that. I'm not just that's, talking that's a different story. Yeah. But like, everybody. But it's age, like, hazing is now bullying. Yeah, we hazed people. We got hazed in high school and college. It was fun. Now it's bullying. Now you can. Now it's bad. Hitting on someone, it's now predat- predating. I just made that up. Predating. Dude, if people stopped making fun of me, I would think they just don't like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? You only make fun of people you fucking like. If I don't like you, I'm just going to ignore you. I'm not going to like yeah, make fun gonna... of you if I don't. Yeah. You know. So that's why it's... it was great, Rob. Our boy Rob on the mess board today. Oh. Thanks to you for making me sound like I have some idea what I'm talking about. Like, that's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. Rob's the best. Man. <laughs> I love Rob. He'll be on soon. Very, very soon. Talk Knicks. 
I got a text from him right away. Yo, did you just see that Knicks game? I'm like, yeah, I know. They just beat Cleveland by 20 or 19, whatever it was. He goes, they look like a real team. I was like, dude, calm down. <laughs> Something's going on with Cleveland right now that we don't even know. Forget about it. It's all about the Jets, Mike. That's all we know. It's all about the New York football Jets. We got some people talking about it on the message board. Well, Meeks is. Just because Meeks wants to go to uh, Mastro's he's, with Well, us. he's getting a free ride to Mastro's with us somehow. Yeah, somehow he he attached himself to that. Smart move on his part. Um, yeah, the guy knows what he's doing. I have a new prediction. I thought I was a surefire like, favorite to win this bet. Now you're getting a little nervous. I think the Jets might just lose every game the rest of the year by three points in the well, fourth Well, they quarter. did a very Jets thing yesterday and lost at the very end. Yeah, they, they had it in control. Two weeks, two weeks in a row they did that. Yeah. They could be undefeated. Um, they, they're they going to have a tough time. I mean, they're going to get it. They need one more game, nah. and then we're going to Mastro's. Yeah. Even the Jets won't lose ten in a row or whatever's left. Seven, six, eight. Whatever is left in a row, even the Jets can't do that. They're going to get their win against Miami at home, you know, in December. I just thought we would have been at Mastro's by now because they should have won the last two yeah, games. Definitely, it's a little. It's getting chilly out in L.A. Yeah. Good Mastro's night. Throw a sweater on our guest. Chilly in L.A. is sixty-eight degrees. Our guest way. wore a sweater. Sweater. Today. Oh, that, that looks exactly like one of your sweaters. Oh, too. that's totally in my wheelhouse. <laughs> of sweaters like a nice big button, like a big collar. What's going on with that button? That button serves zero purpose on we'll, that we'll sweater. Get to, we'll get to. We'll get to okay. his button. He's chomping right. at the bit. One o'clock. Hakeem Mars coming on. All right. Fan favorite. Moving back to Boston on Friday. So it's one wish. It's like the Make a Wish Foundation right now. I feel like what's the, who's the guy from ESPN that always like makes people cry? Not Kurt Loder, but uh, Rich Connolly. Who's the guy? Uh, Roy Firestone. Not Roy Firestone. The, the new guy. I can't think of his name. But like every piece he does is a Make a Wish Foundation thing with a kid with cancer, and like you start crying because a kid drowned in a creek because of a hurricane. And like a Sasquatch came and stole a baby. I don't know. Painted but, a nice picture there. Yeah. But you're going to equate him to. <laughs> I am. <laughs> to so what's we're making going his on? dream come true. When he said, I want to be on the Mostly Sports Show before I go back to Boston. So Okay. So we're going to have a good time with Hawk in the, uh, in the second hour. Thoughts about yesterday, other than the Seahawks games, uh, and other than the fact that the Eagles are the best team in football? I'm going to I'm gonna say this yesterday. Yeah. And I, I said this to my wife, and she's very nice for listening to me go on my little rants about this BS stuff. I get so fired up for Sunday football, and then I find myself, I'm watching the red zone, and by 10.30, I'm doing other stuff. I'm on the computer looking ahead. I'm, I'm doing stuff with Avery. I'm just, uh, I'm doing different things. College football has been so much fun and so exciting, and there's so much of it. NFL kind of sucks compared to... Uh, to compared to what's going on in college football. And every week, the scale shifts more and more. Um, the NFL just seems like it's getting to be so vanilla that, thank God, we had a, a Houston-Seattle game yesterday to make it's it really sa- it fun. It saved the day. It absolutely did. Because there's a lot of shitty weather. There's a lot of rain and not a lot of great games. That game was phenomenal. But, no, you're right. I mean, that's the takeaway. We're not going to bore people with uh, breaking down Patriots-Chargers 21-13. Yeah. What am I going to say? Oh, the Bengals beat the Colts by one. Nobody cares. Outside of Indy and Cincy, nobody gives a shit. Okay? The Bears play the Saints. I, if I never knew the final score of that, that'd be fine. So unless somebody on the message board has a question about the NFL, they want to talk about it, I'm good talking about the NFL this week. It's just like we're in the middle of the season. It's the end of October. Give it two weeks when playoff races are, are fired up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the craziest thing this week was that Zach Miller broken oh, leg. Man. He might be. He might get it. It might be amputated. Yeah, they had to like do emergency surgery to save his leg. They had to do like grafts of. I don't want to get too involved, but his arteries and veins and all that stuff. Uh, that was grosser than the Gordon Hayward injury. 
by far. Absolutely, because it was flopping around. Oh, dude. And then they didn't give him the catch. Then they didn't give him the catch. What a big F you, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. The NFL is a cruel, cruel place. I mean, there was that. The fact that we're even talking about that is like one of the starred points of the day. That game last night, Steelers-Lions. Lions, five field goals. They were like 0 for 7 in the red zone. Dude threw for 425 yards. And no, no touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah. Stafford, a very, like, a, I don't know, third, second or third tier quarterback uh, at home against a very good defense. But now all of a sudden, the Steelers, who had some problems earlier, 6 and 2. That's the most exciting part of that game. That's just, yeah. it was just a bad product. And um, I'm ready to move on to college, unless you get anyone on the board has any questions. Yeah, no, we can talk. I mean, but what was so there was a couple good games in college, but the good the games that were good were Ooh, yeah. so good mm-hmm. that it was just it made up for everything else. Game of the week, Ohio State, Penn State. Incredible game. Hyped it up beyond belief. Game day was there. Uh and it absolutely one hundred percent without question lived up to the hype. Yeah, but that we, line, I, that was free money. I, I I hope you bet it, right? You of took course. Penn State plus seven. That yeah. was like the freest money going. I was talking with one of uh I have to go to the girls five and under soccer every Saturday. <laughs> Big and money on those games. One of my one of my other uh, dad friends. We always talk about gambling. He went to TCU. Big game for them this week. They ended up losing. I'm glad about that. Just get him the hell out of there. I, I hate having TCU anywhere near that conversation. And I told him that he didn't take it too well. <laughs> but he said he said something very well. He would fit in very well with you and me gambling because he said the line was I believe was at six and a half when we were talking. He said, give me like two and a half, three. So I feel like I have an idea of what I'm talking about. That line going to six, yeah. and it made me nervous too because I said, something's not right. They are just begging for you to bet Penn State. And I couldn't find a reason not to. So I did. I bet Penn State, and I, it was never in doubt the whole way. I mean, they ended up losing at the very last second. So when you're getting seven points in a tight game like that, it's really nice. Well, I was waiting for the – I got – Absolutely rooked on the gay ass uh, Cowboys pick six with 15 seconds to go. Cost me a three team tease. Over under was 45, 45 and or 45 and a half. Sorry, that put it well above it. I thought the same thing was going to happen in the Penn State game. I was waiting for the pick six when Penn State got the ball back. That yeah. like down yeah. one, pick six, boom! All of a sudden, Ohio State covers by one. Um, is that a bad loss for Penn State? You tell me. Like, how does how do you think that affects them in, God, in the grand it, scheme of things? It doesn't. It that, that's right? a phenomenal loss for Penn State. Yeah, they looked awesome. Okay, Saquon Barkley, McSorley, they're great. I don't understand that here. You want to talk about play calling? They get the ball in the fourth quarter down to the three yard line. You have the runaway Heisman favorite right now in your backfield. You you just point to him and you tell the defense, "I'm giving the ball to him." They still can't stop him. They run a quarterback draw and a quarterback sneak with McSorley. Then they give the ball to like the backup running back on the third time. What are you? What are you doing? We talk about this all. These coaches are trying to outsmart themselves. Yeah. Give the ball to your best player. You have three chances, four chances from the three yard line. Let him do it. If you can't get him in the end zone, tip your cap. Say good job, defense. That's it. Yep. Go go down with the ship. Go down with your best player. Uh, the only problem with that loss is this, though. It kind of like waters down and mediocres the Big Ten, uh, and the fact that Notre Dame is. Has had a, a very good season, yeah. and they're not affiliated with a conference. That means one less conference bid. If Notre Dame actually runs the table 
and beat like Stanford's probably their toughest game they have left. Miami, they play yeah, Miami. They play Miami. Yeah, but Miami is very. Yeah, Miami's they're undefeated. Those, they're undefeated, but they've stolen a lot of games. They have a tough game. They have they West played, Virginia and Notre Dame. I think in the next two weeks. Have they played NC State yet? Notre Dame played them this week. Notre Dame. I don't know if Miami plays them, but NC State's very good. Um, but that takes away a spot for a team from a conference. So that's not good for the Big Ten because right now Clemson will get See, in. I think it was good for the Big Ten. Well, if the season ended right now, all right, Alabama, lock, Georgia, lock, probably. All right, they're just two best teams. Notre Dame, Clemson. Notre Dame, no, not yet. I'm not, oh, I'm no, not, I'm not even close to sold on that. There's so now. much Notre Dame money out there. You think if Notre Dame runs the table with only one loss to Georgia, they're not getting in the Final Four? That's, come on. All right, well, let's do this right now. Bama in. Yeah. I think the Big Ten right now, let's say, I mean, you got Penn State, Ohio State, 7-1. and one. This game didn't hurt Penn State too much. It, put, it puts a loss on the board, which is brutal. They look great. Ohio State's only loss is to Oklahoma. That's not too bad. Who hasn't looked great and who plays Bedlam this week against Oklahoma they got a State. Big game this so if week. they if Oklahoma loses this week, that's two losses for them. That loss now looks worse for Ohio State. The uh, winner goes in. Big Ten winner is in. I'm gonna say it's gonna big be one Ten. of those two for sure. I'm gonna tell you right now with the possibility of two of them. Meeks, thank you. Miami does not play NC State. They're gonna need help. They don't control their own destiny. I'll say that. If Penn State wins out, it doesn't guarantee them being in. They're going to need Notre Dame or maybe a Clemson or maybe Georgia to get blown out by Alabama or something like that for them to slip in there. Because those four teams, if they run the table, obviously Georgia and Alabama can't run the table. Mm. They're ahead of Penn State. A one-loss Penn one State of those, if, Alabama, if Georgia beats Alabama... You put Alabama in with one loss, a hundred percent. Okay, ahead of ahead of a one loss Penn State team to Ohio State, who lost to Oklahoma, who turned out to be maybe kind of fraudulent. I'll say this, and I want to take conference out of it for one second because Notre Dame, I'm looking, and Wisconsin, get Wisconsin out of there. They're in the same yeah, respect as TCU is. They're an in embarrassment. There. They don't play Ohio State. They don't play Penn State. Uh, where is it? What else did I write about Wisco? They're in the rank fifth. That that's absurd. Yeah, and, they, and, and you know what? They haven't played a ranked opponent yet, I believe. I looked at their schedule very quickly. They haven't played a ranked opponent yet. They, they have literally the easiest schedule in college football. The easiest. So get them out of there. They play Indiana, Iowa, You're talking at Wisco. home, Wisco. Nobody's ranked. Nobody's ranked. And then they play Michigan, who sucks. And then they close out with Minnesota. Yeah. Like, they didn't have to play Penn State or Ohio State. I hope they lose conference. one of those. Just just get them out. Just get, that's going to be one of those. They lose one game, and they fall down to 23. Notre Dame right now. They play Wake easy at Miami. They're Miami's playing with about as much confidence as we've seen Miami play since The Rock was playing there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they got Navy. That's a blowout. And then they have to go to Stanford. Stanford's going to be tough. I mean, I hate Notre Dame, so I want them to lose every game. Uh, it would just be, like, horrific. But I'd be excited to bet against them. Like, we saw it when they played Alabama. Uh, in the championship game a few years ago when, I, when Notre Dame had that lucky year mm-hmm. where they kind of won every game at the buzzer. Is that the Manti Teo year? Yeah, it That's was. That's your boy. Man- you yeah, love that guy. Like Everett Golson, I believe, was a quarterback. Golson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Bama just completely – the line was only like nine. It, that was free money too. So I, I would love the opportunity to bet against Notre Dame. Yeah. But that being said, they're pretty good. I mean, they absolutely destroyed USC. I mean, USC yeah, is now an afterthought. Yeah. Your, your prediction that the, the Pac-10 was better than the SEC – while being closer than I originally thought it was, I thought it was a wider gap. Yeah, the Pac-12 sucks. Yeah, it's not looking that, good right now. No, that conference is like abysmal. Just well, a bunch of mediocre beating up on mediocre. Yeah, absolutely. 
uh, on Tuesday, the what do they call it now? They don't call it the BCS rankings. The college football playoff rankings come out. They're always good for a little shakeup with, you know, putting a 7-1 and Clemson ahead of 8-0 Wisconsin or something like that. Looking at the AP poll, the fact that Wisconsin's in there, I get their 8-0, but come on. Strength of schedule has to count for a little bit more than this BS. People yelling for Zona. Meeks on the message board. I did win some money on Arizona. Zona SC the this week. I'll be there. I'll be. It's yeah. a late game out oh, I'm here. I'm betting Arizona. That's going to be a hell of a game. Don't bet Arizona. Why? Because SC just had a huge, um, we'll call it a revelation, a rebirth this really? weekend. Yeah. Reggie Bush had eligibility. Leonard's coming back. OJ Simpson <laughs> coming Donald back. Out. Play a few downs. No, they. Uh, <laughs> Basically, a couple of the captains sat down with Clay Helton and said, we don't like what's going on. We're not a close team right now. This is not going the way we wanted it to. And you think that writes the ship? It it righted the ship. I'm I'm telling you right now, don't bet on Arizona this week. SC at home. I am. They're playing music at practice now. They're fired up. (laughs) Oh, God. It's a big deal. What kind of music are they playing? It was a big deal. Like they play uh, I think like they're playing Yacht Rock off of okay, Sirius XM. Well that, that helps. A lot their... of Christopher Cross. Okay. Stuff I love like Yacht that. Rock. I'm a big, big <laughs> Yacht Rock guy. Goes well with the sweaters. Yeah. It, it was a fun weekend in uh, in college football. I, I like college a hell of a lot better than pro right now. It's just, it's fun games. I mean, Notre Dame destroyed NC State, Oklahoma, Texas Tech. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma is going to be fun to watch. That's that's just fun. Oklahoma State went in and won in West Virginia. And then not a lot of any of those not a lot games. Of offense in that game, right? Yeah, sixty right? to fifty-five. Maybe Do we have an over/under on that yet. It's got to be seventy-four. I'm guessing. Yeah. I can look it up on the old sports book, which I am now almost in the plus. I'm happy for. I'm I was very minus four ninety-nine. I had seven betting. of eight bets this week. They knew it was my birthday week. Still haven't paid the bookie all year. We're going into November. I started betting week one college football. I, I'm the worst sports better in the history of sports betting. Like, I'm fucking terrible at it. And I've had to pay the bookie once this year. I'm you were hovering excited. around that that within $1 mark. I don't want to say what your cutoff is. But at 500 You okay. can say it. I'm, you were at 499 It was a 499 for a long since time. Since we started doing football games, and that was like six weeks ago. Yep. You made a bet. If you win it, you say, all right, cool. I'm good. If you lose it, you say, I got to make a bigger bet. I'm Always minus $74 now, and I might as well be up like 6000 That feels so good when you're like so getting paid. You have to pay, and then you get down to 74 That's huge. 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 Uh, line on the game for Oklahoma, Oklahoma State is three over under I don't have yet on Bovada. Okay. You could probably find that out. Should I give out Vegas my Monday Insiders. night lock? My yeah, free money. Monday are, you, are you going seven and a half or are you going seven for this line? Seven. Okay. Let's, let's look at scores and odds. Let's see easy. what scores and odds has. Um, it's, it's, I saw seven. It's seven and a half right now, but you can buy down to seven. Denver has looked terrible. They've yeah. had some really, really ugly games. And per our manifesto of gambling, when a team looks terrible, I always bet on them. So I love Denver plus the seven division matchup, rivalry must win game for them. Chiefs kind of sputtering themselves. They haven't looked good. They've lost two straight. Granted, that was a tough loss to Oakland. Oakland played very well. Uh, give me the seven. Give me Denver. Give me over forty-two. I think there's going to be some offense tonight. If this game was in Denver, I would have taken it. I would. I would agree with you. But this game's in KC, one of the best places to play. Okay. Oh, we got okay. special delivery here. Wow, things are getting delivered. What is getting delivered? This is this is frightening. Right on time, I believe. Oh, hey, my there God. it is. A pizza? Yeah. Holy shit! <laughs> what is going? We got. On? Hey, it's your birthday, man. Thanks. Who's that pizza from? I don't know. Is, Ooh, is that it, looks good. Who's who's it from? Let's see if they're on the message board right now. Is it my Let's mom? See if anything. Is it from yeah, my it mom? Is your mom. 
Thanks for the pizza, Mom. Appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out to Joe's Pizza. Where's Joe's from? Oh, this is the famous one. It's up on uh, Hollywood. Well, it says Slice in New York, so we'll see if you uh, approve of this. Looks pretty good right now, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, we'll send out some slices. Ooh, we love eating on the Thank air, you. man. Jarvis, you want a slice? Good radio, eating on the air. You good? You do want a slice. You look hungry. <laughs> yeah, I do. Jarvis looks angry. <laughs> It's that commercial. Uh, there you go. Jar. Should we take a commercial break while we eat or just push no, through? No, no, let's push through, man. All right. We can do like we the bar the we can do the barstool pizza review. You look for the New York flop. It's got a nice little flop. flop. It's got a good flop. One bite. Everybody knows the rules. Yeah. One bite. Let's take a look. What we got? Hmm. That's pretty good. Good amount of cheese. Sauce, a little tangy. What do you think? New York? You it's could good eat, stuff. You could eat this walking down the street. It's good and stuff. And good? this traveled. This had to travel. Yeah. Hollywood Boulevard down to Sunset into a movie studio, which is very difficult on the lot, through the building. It's traveled a long way, and it's still holding up. Yeah, I'm going to give this a uh, – it's it's L.A. So oh, there's something else. Open that Open that bag. I'm going to give it an 8.1. 8.1. That's good. For a traveling pizza, 8.1 is phenomenal. <laughs> peach Snapple. <laughs> I do have a peach Snapple addiction. No, half and half pizza. It's Snapple. Nice. Apparently, cool. I was sitting too close to the microphone while chewing. Mom, thank you for the pizza and the Snapple. You're the best. Nice work. Get closer to the mic while you're chewing. <laughs> the message board is loving this. Um, this is the definition of bad radio. Well, you know what, Mike? Sometimes I just got to say fuck it. And just relax, have a good time. Your mom does that a pizza scent, and that's the first thing you say? Well, I curse? Yeah. Oh, I said thank you. I mean... She knows me. It should have been like a, a turkey burger with no bun on a bed of arugula. Would have been fantastic. But the pizza's really good. That's what she was looking for. I thought I was going to say sunset. happy birthday on the pizza and pepperoni. Did, is it cheese pizza because you're a vegan? Is um, that... I'm not a vegan. Are you Just done? taking a break. Is the experiment over? No, it's not over. Um, eat, I've watched you eat a lot of meat in the last two weeks. The traveling is tough. You and I have been traveling around the country. And when we get into a field on the set, we're there for like eight hours sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. So I'm taking a few days. Your birthday is one of the special occasions. I'll eat a little cheese on your birthday. Oh, my mom's on the message board. She said I tried. You didn't try, Ma. You did it. Thank you very much. I love you. Thank you for giving birth to me. Oh, she did great. 44 years ago. The pizza's phenomenal. Yeah. The peach snapples or the uh, half and half snapples phenomenal. Everybody's oh, happy. Oh, yeah, half and half snapple. I'll get in there, too. You can't drink all those. No, definitely not. You picked a good week to come on, Hawk. <laughs> We're drinking beers. We have pizza. I'm not drinking anything. Can I have something to drink? I got a Guinness in the fridge for Ooh, you. baby. Yeah. And Hawk, Hawk's got some uh, mimosas. He's going to finish the whole bottle right. before he comes on. I know. At least I'll get to pour my own. There we go. You wanna be should, good. We, should we bring him on or what? Let's bring him on, Hawk. Just okay. jump on. And then we can, we can eat more because we have a third person talking, which is always good. I'm going to go so, get a glass. So I want to introduce Hawk. Hawk, good buddy of mine. Lives out here. Been out here a year and a half. Boston fan because everybody's a fucking Boston fan. You're not a Boston fan. Come, Come on. on. Come on. Well, you're not. You're from Boston, though. From Boston. Huge Boston guy. Not a Boston sports fan. Right, you're a Boston. Fan. Well, how do, you, how do you be a Boston guy and not be like a Boston sports fan? How's that happen? <sighs> I, grew up in, I grew up in South Jersey before I got to the Northeast, so I, I had some alliances that I can't really break. East Coast guy, we're loyal. 
Okay. I like that. That's a really good uh, explanation. But you've lived in L.A. for a year and a half. Uh, you're moving back to Boston on Friday. Yeah. As I mentioned, you're you're a great supporter of the show, and I love you for that. Thank you very much. Um, great show. But you were like, dude, I want to come on the show before I leave. So that was an easy one to, to do. So happy to have you, man. It was my wish. It was my make-a-wish. Well, it was your make-a-wish. <laughs> you got some champagne. I think we got a mostly sports t-shirt for you. Oh, oh yeah. come on. We do. We got gifts. We got gifts, man. This is a big gift day. People are getting gifts. There you go. We'll hold it up to the camera. Look at that. Mike asked if you were a large or an extra large. Obviously extra large. <laughs> You're a big man. There's a t-shirt for you. Wear that proudly back in Boston. Is that our first in-studio giveaway t-shirt? That is. A lot of firsts. Big deal. See that? Such so, an open show. Big so welcome deal. to the show, man. What's on your mind? I'm going to give you the floor. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't know. A few things here. Clayton Kershaw. Let's talk about him. Because you guys were saying, is it his fault? I don't know, man. Is it fair to be the best player on the team and have to carry such a big brunt that when you don't show up once throughout a year, everyone's putting it on you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The bats got it done. The bats almost put up two touchdowns last night. They did after he got out, though. He was up 7-4 when he left. Yeah. They put up 7 for him. They put up seven for him. When I, the first time I checked, it was four nothing. Before I can get to watch the games, four nothing. You say Kershaw on the mound, <laughs> four nothing game. How did you not win that game? Agreed. But that's a team loss right there because when he left, it was seven four, two men on, two men on. I think you could check me on that. Your relief pitching comes on. Yeah, but that's Hawk. That's that's where fucking greatness is made. Like, is he just an average guy at this point? If, if you're the guy, you're the best pitcher of a generation, which I'm sure people will argue. Kershaw is like you don't make your bones in the regular season you you make your bones in the world series you got staked a four nothing lead on the road in a pivotal game five and you coughed it up there's no way around that that's a choke job end of story is it a choke job when you cough it up to the best team in baseball throughout the year that's how you win when you win a world series that's that's the standard you're at yeah, I mean, he, I guess if, if the level of excellence that he's at is at that point, but based on his playoff performance, how can you put him at that point? Because he's never done anything to really back that up. Well, he's been a phenomenal regular season. Yeah, pitcher. but who cares about the regular season? <laughs> well, you got to be good in the regular season to get to the World Series. But that's, but I think that's the point. When you talk about Clayton Kershaw, ten years from now, it's just going to be, oh yeah, he was a pretty good pitcher and like he you know made some I'll, I'll you're, you're not making any friends around LA right now he's uh, the people will go nuts he's a phenomenal regular season pitcher I'll give you I'll yeah. give you a curveball to that then Brett Boone only reason you know about Brett Boone okay regular season guy never did anything crazy the home run against Tim Wakefield with the moon in the, <laughs> moon in the background is his most memorable play that's it who's that Brett Boone you're pro- Aaron Boone Aaron Boone Aaron Boone yeah Aaron Boone you're Aaron Boone. proving my point though yeah, but like names are made in the postseason, man. Bucky Dent. There's a reason people walk around and say Bucky fucking Dent. <laughs> and then it became Aaron fucking Boone. Yeah. That's Aaron what you know. Boone. Jeter. Pretty good stats during the year. Nothing great. But, but get him into the playoffs, playoffs, man. What are they gonna say about analytics for that? They're gonna take him out of the game for Luis Soho back in ninety nine? Are you kidding me? No, that's where Jeter became Mr. November. You know who that is right now? Altuve. Oh, dude, him and Springer, uh-huh. it's it's so impressive to watch these guys. And Jay will tell you I'm a heightist. I really discriminate other people who are under Big time heightist. <laughs> I, just, I just don't believe in you. I don't know why. I'm with you. After the home run, when he hit that, uh, what was it, three-run shot Yeah. last night, and he went to go give the headbutt to his teammate, and his headbutt looked like he was kissing his young chick. <laughs> <hidden Yeah. from laughs> school. I didn't know what to do. I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. If you could, Jarvis, if you could find the picture, I think it was during the All-Star game, of Aaron Judge 
six eight standing next to Altuve, who's oh. like a solid five five. <laughs> um, it's it's unbelievable how big he is. I mean, it looked almost like Jeter standing next to Pedroia. You're going up to Boston, Altuve and Judge. It, it just baffles me because you. I wonder where the power comes from. He reminds me of Pedroia. I hate Pedroia, yeah. but Pedroia in the big moments always shines. That's Altuve another guy. Another guy. Analytics are going to say nothing about that. They're going to say he's short, he's slow, not the bat speed, this and that. But putting him up to bat with and two out in the ninth with a runner in scoring position, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'm a, I hate the Red Sox almost as much as anybody. I'm a Yankee guy. I would have loved to have that guy on my team yep, for a little bit. Hundred percent. I, I think the thing that you're saying about uh, data that's really funny. Grady Little ruined data. Yeah. Experiential data to me matters so much more because I'm going to go off the experience. Like I can trust this guy from this experience. Of course. Yep. Nowadays, they're just going into that whole, like, oh, well, Data says this. Until, what was it, last Saturday, the mm-hmm. Dodgers had never lost a game that they were leading going into the eighth when they went to their bullpen. Great stat. There's the picture. Here's another thing. You that. talk about those details that don't get a lot of attention. That final play at the plate, I know about eight different Dodgers played left field last night, but I believe <laughs> it was Ethier who was there. The time it took him to come up with the ball and fire it to get it to home Looked like an old man. Yeah, that he had the ball in his glove for entirely way too long. Small detail. Don't know if it totally hundred percent would have mattered when they didn't send Chris Taylor. They were sending Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor didn't go. So many little details in that game. You're right. Don't get enough attention. That's a big one. And that's putting that guy in at the end, saying for some reason Andre Ethier should be going in instead of our cleanup hitter. Where do you put the best player in the lineup usually? Three or four. Okay, Enrique Hernandez crushing it. They took him out of the game for Ethier, and that might have been a big deal by him coming up throwing that play at the end. I, I would argue, listen, to that point, Yankees managers outside of Joe Torre are notoriously not good when they get their opportunity. I like this. I like where you're headed with this. I'm a Yankees fan. I like how much Yankees he's talking How are you about. a Yankee fan? How am I a Yankee fan? You're a Yankee fan, an Eagle fan. Uh, Devils and uh, Sixers. De- the, I don't know. I don't know what the Devils are. I don't know what that is. Uh, Jersey Devils, North come on. Jersey. Come on. So, uh, just, all right, we won't even get it. That. that would take like four hours. To <laughs> that just, just keep talking about the Yankees. It's, it's just what is. I've seen it. You, you look at all the, the managers that came from the the uh, Tory tree. None of them really found success. They're all good. They'll all get you to the playoffs. But when it comes down to those pressure moments, they don't make the right decision. And Tory, be it right, wrong, or in the middle. Silent guy, but when it came down to making pressure decisions in the playoffs, always made the right call. He didn't really tweak too much. He was a good feel guy when it came to looking beyond the numbers. I'll tell you what, this, co- this coaching tree thing, it's all a bunch of fucking BS. Is it? I-, I don't subscribe to it in any sport. Like the whole Bill, he's a Bill Walsh disciple. Hey, you ever look on an NFL sideline? <laughs> There's 35 fucking coaches. All right, one of these dudes is going to turn into something who will then have 35 coaches of his own who will then turn into something. So you want to do analytics? That's just silliness. Not to mention the game Se- has slightly changed since Bill Walsh yeah. put in the West Coast slightly. office. Slightly. And then second off is this, like the, the Popovich tree or the, you know, whoever, like the, the, the Red Auerbach tree. Eh. You know what? You need talent. If you got talent, your team's going to win. End of story. I think the Popovich tree is a little harder. It all depends on the sport, right? Basketball, you're just managing personalities. These dudes know how to play for the most part. That's a skill. Just managing personalities. It doesn't care. It doesn't matter who you coached under. If you can make these guys actually play together for for forty eight minutes, you're doing good. That's hard to do though. Like you look at Cleveland right now. Tyrone Lewis doing a shitty job of managing personalities, and they've lost four straight. And is that shocking or no? When he got the job, everyone's like, "This guy's getting it, and he's going to get a ring because of this." Is, 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 like, is he a good? He did coach? get a ring. 
I know, but when he got the job, that's what I'm saying. People were like, "Is this, this is really the guy, huh?" Without LeBron, how many games does he win? Yeah, he, where Tyrone Lue come from? The David Blatt tree? No, I'd say he's from uh, Doc Rivers. He's Doc Rivers' assistant when they won the championship, <laughs> well, 2008. Uh, case in point, what has Doc done when he didn't have three of the best players in basketball to coach? Hey, he's got a ring. They don't ask you how you got it. They ask you if you have yeah, it. But that team should have <laughs> won multiple rings. I would say Doc did a shitty fucking job. But they ran into Kobe when he was doing work. They should have won that series. Granted, Kendrick Perkins gets hurt in Game 7. They've had some injury issues. That team should have won multiple titles. Yeah, no, no one's going to give anybody a tissue because you had injury issues. That's a part of the game. <laughs> it is part of the game. So you, as a great coach, you overcome said injuries. But he no, did a terrible job with the Clippers. Doc Rivers is not a good coach. Oh, he's a horrible GM. I think he's a good he's coach. A horrible there's, GM. A, there's, there's a difference. His kid is just known from anyone who watches basketball. Probably shouldn't be an NBA. Yeah, I said that last week. I'm uh, going to play him in draft. When Cle- Cleveland won two years ago, <laughs> and Cleveland won two years ago, nobody's going to remember down the road that that was when Draymond got, you know, when Draymond got suspended for something ridiculous. Isn't that? It's just, oh, LeBron got a ring against a dynasty in the making. No, I agree. Everybody will forget at some point. Um, like real sports fans remember, though. Oh, real you sports remember fans. like the like what led to this, that, or the other thing. But the coaching tree to me is just dumb. If you got talent. You're going to be a good coach. I think there is some proof in the pudding, right? You, you get the things. I mean, I guess your, your argument, for, if I was going to argue in your way, I'd say look at uh, Tom Coughlin and uh, the new head coach they have there now. Guy's a joke. Steve Spagnola, is that their coach? No. I don't even know name? who is their new coach. The Gi- got a great was, mustache, though. should probably know that, who the Giants coach is. Stringer will tell us uh, on the message board here. I can picture him. How I can do with his mustache. mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not McAdoo. Oh, it is, is McAdoo. Bob McAdoo? It? Yeah. Yeah, it is Bob McAdoo. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Croce on the message board is fired up about the Guriel yeah, uh, I know. eye thing that he did to uh, apparently everybody was doing it to too. You they just got him on on tape. Which is the question: If you're Cuban, does it make you a racist? <laughs> we talked about this in the car on the way here. Yeah, nuance has changed. I'm I'm a, a black dude, obviously. <laughs> you can see in here. People but might I, just be listening. But I played college lacrosse. So for me, when I played college lacrosse, one of, the f- one of the first things I did was I made it comfortable for everyone to make jokes with me. I, I've made fun of white people a variety of times. We're easy to make fun of. Yeah. <laughs> you guys yeah. have a ton of ammo for you guys. So, like, nuance is lost. I can understand that there's certain things you don't joke around. I don't, the F word with the two Gs, never use that. That one's gone to the wayside. But nuance is lost. Like, if you're actually attacking someone, I'm not going to do it with... A witty, like funny, <laughs> funny saying. I'm gonna come at you with something aggressive, but people today, you say anything. Oh my God, it's ridiculous nowadays. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> something, <laughs> something's going to go wrong. And Halloween's the best time to offend everybody oh, because geez. people are getting offended left and right. Well, you get a free, you get a free pass. You do until Halloween. you don't. Oh, the nah. best costume I saw outside of mine was uh, Donald Trump. Yeah, walking on Donald Trump's back like one of those uh, racehorse yeah. costumes. Wow. You get the right person. You, you go to you go to what Arkansas with that thing. That might not go over as well as yeah. in LA. I mean, somebody will dress up like Kevin Spacey tonight, of course, and have like a little kid, like a little, a little Anthony like a, Rapp, like a little Anthony Rapp doll walking yeah. around, like molesting it. Yeah, I mean, and, and somebody, and everybody will laugh. It'll be funny, it. but then there's gonna be one person at the party who makes a stink about it, and then the party's ruined. I I guess the thing that I always come back to is, and I don't condone any like negative things. Like if you do something wrong, you should be punished for it. But mm-hmm. how much good in your life? is enough for, like, your mistakes 20, 30 years ago for you to be like, oh. Not enough, man. I mean. You can't do enough to overcome one mistake anymore. Not at all. Which is, no. isn't it detrimental in today's day and age where, like, kids are doing dumb videos in high school that they put on Instagram that they don't realize last forever? 
I'm not calling pedophilia a mistake. I'm, oh. not, I'm not talking <laughs> yeah. about spacey I'm, about about space space I'm just talking about, you know, you do some fucked up shit, it's just with you forever. Matt Cooper on the message board says, what's up, Hawk? Hey, what's uh, up? I'm right. He said hi to everybody here except me. Brought <laughs> <laughs> Dodger game broke his heart last night. That's something we were talking about, too. It's like... <clears throat> Look, I, I get the L.A. sports fan. I get it. You know what I mean? It's cool. Like Dodgers are doing well. It goes back. People like go real far back with the Dodgers. But do you feel the same level of pain as a Dodger fan when they lose the World Series tomorrow night as does, say, a Yankee fan born and raised in New York if they lose the World Series? I argue that that fan has a much more difficult time getting over a loss than a Dodger fan. I think Yankees the, are a tough team to bring into that one. Cause the Yankees, the Yankees are a tougher team to... Well, I mean, like the Yankees are custom winning. Let's just do what it is. Houston versus Houston versus L.A. Who do you think if if Houston loses this up three two, a Houston fan's gonna Houston carry fans this gonna for the devastated. next twenty years? Mm-hmm. Devastated. Dodger fans will. I'm putting up quotes here. Be L.A. acting devastated, and then move on the next day. Exactly, that, and that's that's the perfect way to break it down. Who's more upset if they lose this series, Astro fan or Dodger Houston. fan? It's 100%. Astro fan. 100%. Yeah, Astro fan is yeah. bummed for weeks. They've, I mean, take away the sports aspect of it. Houston's been through a little bit this year. A little yeah. bit. You know? So, yeah. they, Yeah. Yesterday was a great day of sports for Houston. You know? They had unbelievable sports yeah, all day. that's true. If they could have got that win against Seattle, that would have been a remarkable day. Uh, Yankee fans, I mean, people ask me all the time, how bummed am I about losing? Like, yeah, it would have been awesome to see Yankees-Dodgers World Series. I wouldn't have known what to do. I'm getting goosebumps even just talking about it, and it's hot as balls in here right now. <laughs> I wouldn't have known what to do with myself last night if that game was Yankees-Dodgers. It might be your half-zip fleece. Yeah. <laughs> this is thin, though. This is thin. Hey, I'm with two guys. It's Apparently, it's sweater weather. It's 69 degrees in On LA Jay's right birthday, now. you have to wear a sweater. Yeah, yeah that's right. I made sure my hair was on point today. <laughs> I had to be. Had to be. Um, but if you would have told us in the beginning of the season, forget going to Game 7 of the ALCS, hey, the Yankees are going to make the playoffs this year. I would have said, Done. Well, every single Yankee fan I know who knows anything about baseball would have said, we'll take it. Even though our standard is the World Series, even though we've won one in the past, what, 15 years, we would have taken that. So that loss, it was heartbreaking because it would have been unbelievable, but that was also that kind of loss where you lost and you say, nice season, and you mean it because that was a fun season to be a part of. You say, congrats, thank you guys. But that's the benefit on. of being a Yankee fan, right? I mean, I'm a young Yankee we fan. We got experience. Comparatively. Like, I've seen... Six titles. Like, yeah. You've seen a great. lot of success. You've seen a lot of success. So when I get a year like this, when you expect, like, oh, this is going to be crap, prepare yourself mentally for it, and you overachieve, eh, fuck it. We lost, in a, we lost in ALCS. Yeah. Not that bad. The AL is going to be unbelievable for the next. So you got Yankees, Red Sox, who are both up and coming teams. Unbelievable. The Astros, who might be the World Series champs this year, one game away. Hope and then not. you forget about Cleveland, how good Cleveland is. So the AL is going to be just a brawl for the next couple of years because all these teams are very young, too. So does, I, does that work in baseball, though? I mean, you could have told me about that about the Mets two years ago. The Mets looked like they were set up to win like well, seven well, World Series in a row. A lot of pitching, they got hurt. But that's like the fluctuation of baseball. Like you can sit here and be like, even the Cubs. The Cubs look like they were going to win seven straight World Series after last year. They're all under 25, they, they blah, 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 blah. Somewhat close. They gave them somewhat close. Somewhat, but they got I mean, they blasted the NLCS. by the Dodgers. They did. But here's the thing. Baseball's different. If Aaron Judge goes down day one, that's brutal for the eggs, but we also got Sanchez yep. and Bird and Torres and all those guys. If you're the Washington Nationals and Strasburg and Scherzer get hurt, you're done for the year. That's it. You're done. 
Yeah, I mean, baseball is just weird like that, though. Like, teams can jump up and be, like, really good out of nowhere. Of course. Every year there's one team who is buying at the trade deadline. But but then again, I go back to experiential data, right? Like, whenever the Mets have a good team, it's this experiential data. It's my big word word of the day. Uh, But uh, you look at any of the Mets teams, even when the Mets are good, I always have a little bit of doubt. Yeah, (laughs) because they still play in Jose Reyes and Curtis Granderson. For half the season. Are you kidding me? You're not going anywhere with those guys. I don't have guys. much faith in the Mets. It doesn't matter how good your pitching is. Huh? That's good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> People watching us are like, dude, he hasn't stopped eating I just texted minutes. your mom. I said there's one slice left. That's true. You just threw it down. I was hungry. I didn't eat breakfast this morning. That was perfect. Nice work. I mean, I do want to talk about how uh, you look at the Browns as an organization, all the people that they pass up on yeah. to just have subpar season year after year. Mm-hmm. At what point do you, as a city... Demand more, because oh, they're they've loyal. Given up on demanding more, but they're, they're so loyal. They all go to the games. They show they up. I mean, they got Cleveland. That's it. I mean, the baseball team, basketball team are actually very good. Mm-hmm. The football team is always a bottom dweller, and, and it's a the... joke. Rex Ryan's face during the, the Fox, the Fox uh, pre-show this week, hilarious. She goes, "Let's talk about the Browns." And Rex is like, "Why? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing this?" They were the first team to bring in the baseball analytic guy. I think he's yep. an MIT grad who's you know knows every single thing there is to know about numbers. That's that not working. That doesn't yet. work in football. Doesn't work in football. No, especially not in football. And when you have the top college guys, whether it's Rosen or Sam Darnold, any of these quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Baker some Mayfield. of these guys think, thinking about staying in school just so you don't have to go play in Cleveland and make millions of dollars. At some point, you have to look and be like, okay, let's admit it. What are we doing wrong here? Something is way off. Well, that, that's my question to you guys is this. Like, we all see it in sports. There's several teams in each sport that are just bad. They're just perennially. But the Clippers turned it around. Really? Did they? Mm. I would argue that they didn't. Oh, absolutely they did. I mean, I, they're, I would argue they're doing they, better than they were. I'm the biggest <laughs> Clippers hater, too, and they absolutely turned it around. They turned it around because they got great players, and then they all underperformed, is my point. They're always. I'm not going to argue that. Always underperforming. So the bar, when they got Chris Paul and DeAndre and Blake, is up here. They still played to here. Point being, they're just always underperforming. The Browns, why do these, they have regime changes, they bring in new coaches, new GMs, new personnel. It's not the same dude making right. shitty decision after shitty decision. What is it about sitting in that seat in Cleveland that makes you like bypass all these great players? I think it's the ownership. You look at the ownership. It's gotta be. You, you, like you're, you're the only constant in this, in this equation right now, and every year you manage to put a shitty team and I hate saying that because, listen, college athlete, not, not nothing big. You're an NFL athlete. I know that you're, you can do a lot of great stuff, but mm-hmm. no one's putting you in a position for you to actually win. That has to be the most blowing, like, shock to your ego. Oh, yeah. Being the best player on your team, getting drafted in the NFL, and just knowing you're going 0 for 16. First and year. you're going to get thrown in, especially if you're a Deshaun Kaiser. You're, you're getting, getting thrown, thrown right in a, right away. <laughs> you're Danny right Lyons then from the start of the year. I could, this is the most we've ever talked. Even when we've had Ed Ackerman on the show, this is the most we've talked about Cleveland. Well, I think it's a, a the bigger conversation is just about like the the emotional aspect of sport. We touched on it in with the analytics in baseball. Sometimes you just look in a guy's eye and you know that he just doesn't have it that day, even though the analytics say I got to throw this guy. Like you said, going to a franchise where you're like, man, fuck, this is gonna suck, dude. We're gonna get blown out fourteen of these sixteen games. It probably doesn't allow you to perform. At 100%, like, the apex of your talents. So by week seven, if you have a roster of 53 guys giving 74%, you're just not going to win games. 
So I uh, definitely like the culture, the emotion around things like negative energy, like Ghostbusters 2 with like the negative <laughs> slime under the under the streets. Yeah. That shit matters, man. You I think it have a, a positive culture. I look back to like just my college experience playing lacrosse. As Scavati knows, lacrosse athletes, just the best athletes on the planet. Without question. Rapists. Without question. Not debatable. But Sorry. like <laughs> you look at programs, the programs that always have that attitude that, hey, we're winning this game, even if you don't have a, a shot to win. Always kind of make a little bit of noise. The Hopkinses, the UVAs. Well, they're, they're, the, they're the blue buds of lacrosse. So they just went to your radio voice, right? Your sarcastic <laughs> yeah. radio voice, right there. But it's just like you look at the Browns. You look at, I mean, in, in basketball, what the Bucks? Mm-hmm. There's just the like Bucks, man. I'm always waiting to turn it around on the Bucks. They're another one of those teams. It's like, just like I don't got faith in you. <sighs> Until you do it, and they got a good you squad, do it. and they have a great and they're squad. They're just not doing it. Just still waiting for them. You, you sit there and you just wait for these changes. Like the Thunder, you, you get mellow. And I, I, you guys talk about mellow at least t- once every two weeks when it's basketball season. I'm not a believer either. I'm not. Mellow, you're, you're, you're one of the best players in the NBA. That can go without saying. But you don't seem to have the heart necessary to go ahead and put your team on your back and be like, hey. People want to be inspired. Care. They do. Like people want to be inspired when they go to work. It doesn't matter what you do in your job. You want to show up and be like, all right, man, I want to be fucking great today. Yeah. And that's the X factor that's missing between not even like good teams and great teams, between like bad teams and just being a decent decent team. <laughs> yeah. Like just giving a fuck when you show up to work matters. Hey. Like caring matters. And it's hard to care when you're just surrounded by negativity. You were you brought up being inspired. I'm going to name drop here a little bit. Yes, sir. Let's go. Uh, when the Lakers were in the playoffs a couple of years ago or had a game to get to the playoffs, when Dwight Howard was on the team, I was talking with Chris Duhon, okay, who got thrown into the starting point guard position, needed a little inspiration. He was telling me this. He said at halftime we were down, I forget what, and I, and I apologize for not knowing the exact situation, but it was a, an, a, a must-win game. Not a game to must-win. It was a must-win game. And – the coach, I believe it was D'Antoni, he looked at Dwight and he said, get these guys fired up. And he walked out. And Duhon said, the vibe in that room was like, come on, are you serious? You tell Kobe to do something like that, he wouldn't even need to tell Kobe to do it. We would all jump on Kobe's back. Yeah. Kobe's one of the best of the best at doing that. But he said, we looked at, he looked at Dwight Howard and he goes, I'm going to equate this with A-Rod versus Jeter. And he goes, Dwight Howard, he tried to come up with some BS, he's not a leader come up with some BS stuff, and he goes, we were so uninspired to play that second half. It was against the Spurs. We got smoked, and he goes, I'm not going to blame that on Dwight Howard. That was us, but he had a chance to be the guy, to be the and he leads. couldn't do it, and he couldn't inspire us and get us fired up. He's the poster child for this conversation. Of course. Uh, Dwight Howard? Yeah. Dwight Howard's – I was the biggest Dwight Howard fan for not, like, being an Orlando Magic fan. When God gave basketball players birth, Dwight Howard came out with everything you needed. Everything. Yep. To have a 40-inch vert and be seven feet tall – yeah. And do nothing Ripped with it. shreds. Nothing to change your game so you could be a problem. You look at you look at uh, Kevin Garnett and you look at Dwight Howard. You give Kevin Garnett Dwight, Hart's, Dwight Howard's body, he beats Shaq and Kobe two of those years where they, where they ran into the Western Conference playoffs. Just because he hit a 15-footer. Dwight Howard never changed his game, never tried to change his game, never, never had the desire to just be more than... I'm Superman. But I don't begrudge anybody for that. I, I, I don't. I think it's your right. He made it as far as he wanted to go. He did, may not have loved the He doesn't have to love the game as much as I do or you do or some a fan does. He just has to, lo- he just has to provide for his family, not break the law, he and you can do whatever the fuck kids. you want. My thing is don't be a counterproductive asshole, though. 
Oh, he went past the line. Yeah. He went past that line. So, like, yeah. Paul, let's use Paul George as an example. There, here's a guy that has superstar talent, right? Like, he's a guy that could lead a franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, he just doesn't want to. And I don't begrudge him for that. Like, right. he, you can be who you want to be. He's more comfortable in his own skin with a guy above him taking the reins. That's why he looks so comfortable in Oklahoma City. Because it's like, all right, Russ is going to be the face of the franchise, do all this. I'm going to be number two guy, and I'm just going to be the really best number two guy in good. the league. It, it's hard to be a number one guy. I think it's the uh, hard leg to break carry is a franchise. Thing for him, though. That well, leg break changed the way he played. Yeah, but he's played pretty well since he's come back. Oh, yeah, I he's, don't he's think right doing year. really well. I just think that leg break, he was on the cusp before that leg break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where he was challenging. When he dunked on LeBron in the playoffs, I heard an interesting theory, and I like to put Blake Griffin and the Dwight Howards and to talk about tennis. I know Mike Stringer's been waiting about tennis. Nick Kyrgios, who's probably the most talented tennis player we've seen come up in the last 10, 15, 20 years, and he's made it very clear he doesn't give a shit about tennis. Yep. He just happens to be Good at phenomenal it. at it, yeah. and this is his meal ticket, and this is the thing. And every once in a while he says, I don't give a shit about playing the number 100 guy out on court 16. He goes, I could get up for Federer and Nadal on center court – he goes, I don't give a shit about playing, though. That's why I lose every once in a while, because I don't give a shit. An interesting theory I heard is these guys, like the Blake Griffins, like the Dwight Howards, and I, I'm, it's interesting you brought up Garnett, because he was super-duper skinny. But these guys didn't have to work at all in high school. And if they don't have a, an implanted early work ethic, kind of tough to get. They were beasts in high school, and we see it all the time. They go to college. I remember Griffin at Oklahoma was a freaking animal. Uh, Dwight Howard didn't even have to go to college. Then they get to the NBA and say, oh, shit, okay, this field is a little bit level, and they were never instilled with that work ethic that I have a little chip on my shoulder, i got to prove myself, and it's tough to manufacture that. And I feel like that's what happens with uh, Dwight Howard. I don't know about Blake Griffin. He, he might be putting up awkward jump shots all day, every day, <laughs> that's, but that's, you know, that's, that's Dwight Howard. That's not a gear you find later in life, though. That's, that's a, what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Oh, that's no, just yeah, the gear up. you have or you don't have. So if you're a, like a talent evaluator, for an NBA team, if we're, if we're talking NBA, you already know if this guy has. You can't speculate and say, "Oh, well, when he gets to the league, maybe he'll work on this." And if nobody's ever worked on anything, they're not going to start when they're twenty, right? So, I mean, that seems like a simple one. It's been so easy for those guys all the way through. It was so easy for Dwight Howard; he didn't have to go to college. So, I had this debate with my cousin last week. We put a bet on the uh, Panthers Bears. When the Bears were up seven zero, he goes, "The Panthers will come back." I go, "I." I owed him 50 bucks. I'll bet you 50 bucks it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. He goes, why do you think that? I'm like, I'm not a believer in Cam. He goes, why don't you Perfect believe in Cam? Example. Cam is God's gift to physical ability. Of course. Yeah. I don't know if he knows what it's like to work. That, you, I don't I, I wish I would have said Cam in that because that's the perfect example. He, he, I'm not saying that he's not a hard worker, but to when the, the playing field is even, which happens in NFL, NBA, MLB, when everyone else is exactly like you and you're not the freakiest person in the world, i.e. Yeah. Reggie Bush, Reggie mm-hmm. Bush in college, freakiest person on the on the field. Cam Newton. Well, I I like I like that you said he, you're not saying he's not a hard worker because to be he's an not, NFL quarterback you have to be, be a hard somewhat worker. of a hard worker. But I, I'll take it a step further, and I, I agree with you in that working hard on things you're already good at is pretty easy. 100 percent. So when you're that great at things, you don't necessarily want to work at things you're not good at because you're not used to failure, and you don't want to fail. So to get, like, Pete Sampras, well, another tennis example for Stringer, had a two-handed backhand growing up, all right? So then when he was, like, 13 years old, got a coach. I was like, no, 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 you need a one-handed backhand. He lost, like, every match for two years in the juniors. That's not easy to do. He, Sampras himself said, if I went to my two-handed backhand, I would have beaten everybody at that age. 
But the fact that he was able to like fight through losing for two years allowed him to be arguably the second greatest tennis player of all time. People aren't wired that way to fail. And Cam Newton is probably not wired to fail. You saw how he acted when he lost the Super Bowl. He acted like a petulant child. He took losing horribly. I, I, I'll was, agree with you. Last week he took it horribly. Yeah. He acted like a petulant child, but at the same time, I don't think these guys sh- should need to talk to people after a loss. You talk to me after a loss and pick up basketball at Christine Emerson Reed in Santa Monica, I'm probably a psychopath. Shout out to Christine Emerson <laughs> Reed. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I broke a tennis racket on the court the other day, like a <laughs> fucking child next to a park with little kids playing in it. I felt like the worst human being, but man, it felt good breaking that racket. I guess so the, the, the best example so of that is, so good. and I'm not a Brady guy by any means. I, I, I argue against Brady all the time, but Tom Brady had a split time with Drew Henson at Michigan. Sits behind Drew Brees. I mean Drew Brees. Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. He gets one opportunity. After just being an, an sounds okay like an M- guy. Sounds like an Eminem movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got one shot, yeah, one he opportunity. He was freestyling at the draft. That's how he got <laughs> but picked. That's, that's part of the deal. I mean, a good example, if you're, if you're in a Hollywood movie, you got to do the tour. you got to go to the red car. And that's not awful. That's not bad stuff. But there's probably days people are sitting around going, oh, God, I don't want to go be on Conan tonight or Jimmy Kimmel. And they have to. That's part of the deal. When you win or lose a football game, you got to go talk to the media. That's the deal. That's what you sign up for. Yeah. You know? Well, I like now you can just say this. You can be like, well, you know, I'm, I'm out here to win games. Like, you see people, like, lose playoffs. LeBron lost the playoff series earlier in his career and just walked off the court and didn't shake hands. And his excuse was, yeah. well, you know, I don't accept losing. Losing, I don't want to shake anybody. It's right. like, no, no, that just makes you an asshole, dude. That's all it makes you. It's also a different standard. Steph threw a, uh, yeah. Steph threw a what's it called, a mouthpiece at the ref the other night. And nothing. Let's get off. Oh, it's Steph. He's cute. You Let's know? get off of LeBron. Everyone hates LeBron because LeBron is another one of those people who you, you were made to do something like this. And if you didn't, you would have been wasting your life. Steph throws a... If, Hey, I'll ask you a question. If Boogie Cousin throws his mouthpiece at a ref, yeah. Boogie Cousins is out for four games. Four? <laughs> he's just four. Gone. 40. 40. Yeah. yeah. Because of his reputation. Steph throws a mouthpiece at a ref. He's like, ah, yeah, but, it's fine. But that's how life works. Like, you build up credit. Like, if, if, you, if Mike is an asshole to me one day, I don't take it personally because Mike's never an asshole to me. So I'm just like, all right, maybe he's having a shitty day. But, if, like, if somebody's an asshole all the time, yeah, like... You, Fuck you. Don't be an asshole to me. <laughs> like, that's how it works. So, like, you can't be a dick all the time and be, uh, like, be treated the same as somebody who's generally a pretty good person and makes one, like, stupid minor mistake. So, like, not everybody is, like, treated or created, like, I guess created equal, whatever. I don't even know what that means. But, like, you don't treat everybody equally. Everybody is different. Like, everybody has different currency in the world from previous actions. Equality is, should be is, treated might be accordingly. the biggest farce you might, you, you'll hear of. Because if I see you out at a bar and I see a random person, you both give me a beer. Yeah. I'm probably going to still be nicer to you because I know who you are. Yeah. The random guy's like, hey, thanks. This was great. It's probably Kevin Spacey trying to buy you a beer. <laughs> you know? It's L.A. Everybody's gay once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hollywood. That'd be perfect if he quoted Downey Jr. Who's Lance? Tropic Thunder for that. <laughs> I Lance. Said, I said Nance. I said Nance. <laughs> uh, we absolutely should be doing Don Cheadle instead of Spacey or anyone tonight. Why? Because I mean, I feel like I'm sitting across from Don Cheadle. Oh, Does he look on, like man. Don Cheadle? Yeah. Far better looking than Don Cheadle. Like that's a yeah, little that, bit I'll tell you what, you you weren't until you put that sweater on. Oh, he's like <laughs> fucking. He's like Dan Cheadle. This got, is my I homage Don's to Jay. cooler. I know it's good. I gotta ask you about that button though. What's the deal with the button? I don't know. Banana Republic put it on there. I, I'm not gonna change it. It's a hundred percent cosmetic. <laughs> is that yours? Oh no, or is, this that, is, is that your? I'm from New England. Sweaters are in play. That's what I was gonna say. Real real sweater weather in Boston now. 
And he's moving back on Friday. So you're going, are you going to be very low-key with your sports uh, allegiances when you're back in Boston or no? I've never been really low-key with my sports allegiances. I mean, yeah. you think about the, the Eagles, we've sucked for a while. You're moving to Dorchester, though. Yeah. <laughs> Dorchester scares you're people. You're moving to like Chestnut Hill here. You're moving to <laughs> <laughs> Boston's safe. They take you know, their the Red Sox very seriously. Yeah, they do. But, like, I mean, and they should. I mean, the thing about the difference, and we, went, we talked about this with the L.A. thing, you go to the East Coast, people are viciously loyal yeah. to their teams. Viciously loyal. And, and I appreciate that because I like the vigor that you have. But at the same time, and we said this in the car, Yanks lose this year, win or lose, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah life goes on. You're not, you're not paying my rent, bro. Like, whatever. Right. Like, I'll root for you. I obviously want you to win. But if you lose, eh, there's worse things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you lose sometimes with, like, with Boston. Like, there's people like that, and then there's people that aren't like that. And I try to find myself a nice in-between, although a shout-out Mike Blanchard, he might be the most aggressive Boston fan you'll ever meet in your life. That's saying something. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. This is, this, his vigor for sports that he doesn't take part in is admirable. If I could do this with work, I'd be the richest person in the world. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Well, so I wanted to touch real quick about you. Like, you've been here a year and a half. You're obviously an East Coast guy. I grew up in South Jersey, live in Boston. We've all experienced it when we go back east. People that have never been out here have, like, questions. Yeah. They think everything is like the Hills or the Kardashians <laughs> or, like, oh, do you see celebrities and shit and like that? They're 100% right. Oh, they're, oh, they're, 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 they're 100% right. That's our life. But, like, what was your, like, what did you expect when you moved here a year and a half ago? And what, like, was totally different now looking back on it? Honestly, you move out to L.A., and, like, L.A.'s one of those places, like, L.A., New York. Uh, probably L.A., New York are only two places that are really, like, you move there, it's kind of a big deal just because you're there. Not because you've done anything with your life. It's just like, oh, I live in L.A. now. And uh, for me, not being a car guy, I'm on the west side all the time. Don't pass the 405 often. I think one Like of the, most people here. Oh, dude. Like, yeah. There's no point to. But uh, I think one of the big things is I came in here, didn't, didn't know what to expect. Didn't know what to expect as far as people. And I guess one of the big differences, Boston, L.A. Boston, you're not going to make friends quick by any means. It might yeah. be six months of loneliness for you. Provincial place. Oh, very yeah. provincial. But once you find somebody who in- introduces you to their friend group, that's it. Yeah. You're, you're fully adopted into it. No one's fighting you for anything. Like, oh, you know this kid? You're good. Let's go. Yeah. L.A., I can talk to anybody in L.A. and be friends with no one in L.A. <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Because everyone's willing to figure out who you are, what you do, and... If you can help them, and then after that, it's just like, oh. Well, that's the first thing they say. What do you do? What do you yeah, do? What are you, do? What are you yeah. doing out here? I had a girl tell me once. I was in the line of the bungalow. Nice little watering <laughs> hole for anyone who wants to go. And she goes, oh, you're from the East Coast. You must be here because you want to act or sing. I wow. looked at her fresh off the plane from being in Boston. Probably a weekend. I go, fuck yourself. I got the Boston attitude. Yeah. I, fucking, I fucking sell software. Go fuck yourself. Don't talk to me. Girl looked at me like I was a psychopath. I'm like, that's such a rude thing to assume. Right. Just that I came she also here, probably looked at you like. He's got a real job. Oh, yeah. 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 I got health insurance, bro. Like, <laughs> goes to work five <laughs> health days <a> insurance. Week. <laughs> but I think LA is a cool place because you can, you'll, you can find any type of person you want. Any mm-hmm. type of person. Like, it's, it's a place where you can really be free comparatively to, to Boston. Boston's a little bit more stringent in how you approach your social norms. But here, do whatever you want. You yeah. can see it just with the festivals. You got Burning Man in the yeah. desert. You got Coachella. Like, the way people act when there's a, a, a festival coming up or a special event is just it's crazy nuts. Yeah. The it's thing- like the way East Coast people talk about sports. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? 
Jarvis is putting up these pictures of L.A. where there's like a dam and a, and, a, and <laughs> where the hell is that? Where the heck? You know is what's that? ridiculous? I don't know if they show these commercials anywhere else around the country, but the California commercials. Yeah. The hey, come to California. We're normal people, and it shows like six smoking hot actresses, <laughs> yeah. and then like Rob Lowe, like hey, we're just normal people, and he's going into like a ten foot wave, like being handsome, Rob Lowe, like that's. No, that's not the way it always is. But is it that far off with the six handsome actresses? I mean, I, I mean, of I mean, many a struggling actress, actress waitress yeah. <laughs> at the bungalow, and they are they're a dime a dozen. Usually, yeah. some of the more pretty girls I've ever seen in my life. L.A. has the prettiest girls that you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Every small town girl from Ohio, Michigan, Illinois, Middle yeah. State. All the tens come here and become, and then become seven. seven. <laughs> Heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just the fact of the matter. And it's it's a tough world, man. Like, how do you how do you compete when like? Your whole life, you are the cream of the crop. So, do you go back to Boston on Friday with a? Are you different? Are you gonna have a little L? Like, is there like ten? Per, are you ten percent L.A. Hakeem now? Uh, I, I would hope I'm just more relaxed. Okay. When you come out here, people are so like even you. Jay has the best style from the wow. East Coast West Coast blend that you'll ever find. Appreciate that. Never wearing sneakers, always wearing open-toed sandals with jeans and a sweater. <laughs> Confusing look. Very good. Because are you cold or are you hot? I can't tell. I just want to understand. It's a minute by minute feel, man. You know what I mean? It's like I'm going through menopause. I don't know. I'm hot. I'm cold. I don't know what's happening. But I mean, sweater weather for him is under seventy degrees. <laughs> I had a sweater on for the game the other day. It was eighty three degrees. Yeah. yeah. You got and you texted me. You were like, "Dude, it's gonna be fifty three, bro." Cold, I'm like, bro. "What are you looking at? It's gonna be like eighty three. I was looking at Celsius. My you're bad. three. You're thirty <laughs> degrees off just based on the East Coast West Coast. You haven't adjusted yet." <laughs> but I mean, L- LA is uh, one of those places where, you're like, for me, I moved out here just to kind of learn a lot about myself. Just because you, when you're from the East Coast, I could probably thrived in any East Coast city because they're not that far off from each other. But when you come to LA, I was the oddball in most situations I, I dealt with. Well, just, what'd you learn? What did I learn? Yeah, what'd you learn most about yourself? Oh, I'm pretty abrasive. Not because I try <laughs> to be, just because like I'm used to just people ribbing on me and me ribbing back at them. And like, you, you look at people with this, like, this look like I'm going to fuck with you today. And I hope you're ready for you it. You almost need to have kid gloves out here a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah. have to. For sure. I was with my buddy's girlfriend yesterday, Devin. Uh, shout out Keegan. How you doing? Uh, Two shout outs. I, mean, I love, sh- I love shout outs. Gotta let the people know you care about them. I love it. And I was fucking with his girlfriend the whole time. Just being an annoying little brother just sitting there poking the bear the whole time. But she's from Philly. Didn't rub her the wrong way. I do that with somebody from LA. They probably won't talk to me oh, ever yeah. again. <laughs> it's a different world. I mean, whether it's Philly, New York, Boston... When you said, when I was running out to grab a glass, he said, oh, another Boston guy. We got another Boston guy. It's weird how the rivalry between New York and Boston. is real. And Philly, I guess, back home. <laughs> well, sorry for the democracy we gave you. <laughs> Our bad. <laughs> yeah, you were, thank yeah. you for that. That was, that was all you. Hey, you're Christmas addicts died up in Boston for yeah, your freedom. And as much as we hate each other back there, once you get out here, it's like, all right, yeah, we're cool. You're, and you're, then you're we're a like-minded all person. I don't want to hang out with somebody from, I don't want to offend anyone. Let's just go right to the Midwest. Cincinnati. You're fucking weird. Fuck Cincinnati. <laughs> you know? You know Forget what? about the South, Meeks. Hot take. Overrated chili in Cincinnati. This whole Cincinnati chili phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Skyline. Is it a phenomenon? Dude, I've never heard of that in my life. You never Like, Cincinnati chili is no. like this famous thing, like Skyline chili. That sounds like the most made-up thing I've Dude, heard. Dude, it's, it's like a fucking receipt Why are they getting involved four. in the chili? The chili revolution's come and gone. That's like saying, you know, oh, uh, I, oh, I I'm going to start that. a craft brewery. Yeah, you're a little behind the eight ball Chili on that is one. timeless, though. It is. So is beer. 
But <laughs> yeah, but like that's a bastardization of beer. Like they're taking like I need a plum apricot IPA. What's so good about like, Cincy? Like the air, the way it gets into. Oh, that's the beef. what I'm saying. Their chili sucks, but they're trying to latch themselves on and say we're the kings of chili. Get and the frankly, their chili, chili be is anywhere. pedestrian at best. Yeah, at best. Yeah, that's... if anyone's listening from Cincy, sorry guys. No, don't I don't anything. apologize. Your chili's fucking suspect. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting fired up about this Cincy. I've never had it. I don't like it already. He gets fired up. We'll get I gotta you, get, we'll get fired you a up. can of Skyline. Well, I, I got an interesting question. Chili Town, USA. What? Yeah, that's what it's called. It Jesus. tastes like a whole fucking spoon of cumin. That's what it tastes <laughs> like. Cumin? Like seriously, like the thirty-fourth ranked spice. Very is cumin. overrated spice. And overrated it's down in the 34th. spice. People talking about cumin. Come I like on. how you have spice rankings. I'd love to hear one through five. Cumin. Oh, cumin is like up there with like uh, you know some kind of like garlic flavored like pepper. You know, <laughs> like they a second, fuck. like a, like something from Emerald. That he yeah. puts out. When like, they try yeah, and fuck up pepper, BS. and they put like something. That's what yeah. pepper, like man. Like a, a pre-made rub for beef. Yeah. Get it out of here. Cumin, right there with it. F off cumin. <laughs> no thoughts on cumin from Hawk. <laughs> no, nah, man. I, I mean, I, I like to eat tacos. I put a little cumo, <laughs> cumin in there. Hey, the I like a little cumin, man, but I don't want a whole fucking mouthful of cumin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like nine cumin references. <laughs> top five favorite spices. Go. Uh, top two. Five's too many. I got to go garlic powder and paprika. Worcestershire pub burger. What? Worcestershire pub, pub burger? It's like a McCormick's one. Okay. It's at your, it's at your local Vons oh, and Ralph's. Fancy. Don't worry. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm in on that. And lemon pepper. See, lemon pepper's okay. like down there with cumin for me. Oh, like, come I don't want on. lemon in my pepper. You ever had a lemon pepper wing? My pepper. Oh, that's nasty. Uh, dude, we had these yeah, arguments yesterday yeah, yeah, about yeah, wings. Yeah. Don't try and get all cute with wings, it, man. D- d- okay, I'm going to equate wings to the SEC. Go ahead. Buffalo wings. You got Alabama. Holy shit. It's so fucking good. You don't even know what to do. Holding up the whole conference. And then, like, way down, you got Tennessee. And like Vandy. Ole Miss and Vandy, and that's every other way. That's your sweet and sour and your other kind All of right. wings. All right, Buffalo is Alabama. Obviously, there's there's a clear hierarchy here. But if you ever went to a wing stop and had a lemon pepper wing from there, dude, lemon pepper wings are like East Mississippi Community College. Jarvis, do you like lemon pepper wings? All right. Mm-hmm. No, there's a there's a very good divide right here. I'm not going to say what it's about, but there's a divide. <laughs> but here's, here's my question. I, I thought I was going to get on our side with my Alabama thing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> my brother said turmeric is his favorite. I don't even know Tumeric what Turmeric or turmeric? I, I don't know how to say it, nor do I know how to spell yeah. it. But here's my thing about wings. Do I eat enough wings in my life that when I do have the opportunity to eat them, I want to get adventurous? No. I eat wings like yeah. twice a month. So the two times a month I eat them, I just want to eat the correct ones. So you're living and your move life on with poorly. my life. You're living your life poorly. I eat I wings eat at more least wings? four times four times a month at least. Really? There's so many occasions you can, you can you can eat wings whenever Thursday, right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A bar mitzvah, plays. a sweet sixteen, always plays. breakfast, brunch. Dude, I can eat wings for bre- breakfast any day of the week. I do want a blue cheese fountain. Oh at God, my wedding. blue cheese! How blue come? Cheese fountain, yeah. This is a serious question because be you guys amazing. have been to LA for years. Nice. years. Why is there no blue cheese anywhere? Everything's ranch, Chipotle ranch. Like, just give me some blue cheese. Mike, you'll pre- appreciate this real quick. He comes to brew house, gets wings, and walks next door to Q's to get blue cheese. Just I, uh, that's that's great. It's a great. That's move. hardcore. If you're not going to offer move. what I need, you I guys go don't even it. offer blue cheese. Oh God, no. Wow, we have that should be blue. question number one. It's blue cheese or ranch. Great food there. Gina does a great job. The food's phenomenal. Food's unreal. I just no like blue, blue cheese. cheese. The jalapeno ranch, next level. Incredible. No blue cheese. If we're going to the wing argument, how do you have a wing without blue cheese? I totally agree with that. I think yeah, that. that's a tough one. But how's a lemon pepper now, go yeah, with blue Yeah, do you cheese? put like, like a teriyaki wing? Do you put blue cheese on that? No, you just eat the teriyaki wing. The flavoring is... That's your mistake. A- Nobody's eating teriyaki wings around here. Yeah, who's eating... Yeah, that's the wrong you answer. Think you're the answer teri- you think you're getting teriyaki wings in Boston? Wings. 
Ooh, this guy's gonna have a tough time. Yeah, you can get wings anywhere. Boston. You know what's gonna happen? He's gonna go out with his boys when he gets back. Order a teriyaki wing. They're like, dude, he's so LA. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Meanwhile, in LA, probably, we probably don't like teriyaki wings either. Actually, right? he's probably most, gonna ask for some lemon pepper sauce too. The most LA oh. thing my buddies made fun of me for. I go back there. I'm like, hey, I like kombucha. They're like, what's kombucha? Oh my god, I don't even know what that is. I can't even describe it. Like it's like a ginger drink. It's delicious. (laughs) Jen brought one home once, and I was like, "What is that?" I stayed. She's like, "No, it's something, something kombucha." I'm like, "I got no energy. I'm not even gonna ask." (laughs) She goes, "You want some?" I was like, "I'm good. Uh, I'm good." Meeks, Mike style wings from South were the best. The Scavati wings from South. Oh, those were the best. Oh, look at that kombucha body wing. Half grilled, half fried. Tossed perfectly with blue cheese. Plenty of blue cheese, too. Mm-hmm. Not just one little thing. That's what drives me crazy. People come out with that one little thing. I think at Buffalo Wild Wings, they charge you, which is yeah. ridiculous. Or uh, genius. Genius. Depending running on, a business, yeah. awful yeah. when you're us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially when you like a lot of wings. When they bring you that tiny little thing, you want to be like, there's 12 rings here, lady. Come on. Like they Keep should it coming. Go. I shouldn't have to ask for another one. You hey, should just know. What happens to te- like 10 cents, 25 cent wings? Back east, I think I can yeah, find those can. places all the time. Oh, here. that doesn't exist anymore. But out, they, out those here are like the good. And that, this is why I'm jealous that you get to do. You get to go to like the the good dive bar, pubby places, oh. and they have those those twenty five. So we don't have many of those out here. Don't you love the bars at home that have like fifty banners hanging up outside telling you every special <laughs> for every day? Oh yeah. Like you need your reading glasses when you walk up to and the bar. And they're all good though. That's the thing. Yeah, they're you all really good. You see one of those out here, you're like, dude, pick something. You guys suck at everything. Narrow it down a little bit. Buckets of beer, wing night. I mean, just standards. Well, Jay said something to me that I thought was pretty interesting. Jay told me that he eats crappier out here than back east. Oh, it's not even close. Yeah. You mean like health-wise or health like wise. quality I eat of food? Way worse out here. Like if I'm back in Philly, I eat like Well, you got Wawa. F- yeah, I just eat like healthier. You know, I eat turkey burgers and grilled chicken. And I, just, I, think, I think that's a little backwards. I think it's backwards because yeah, I, I don't even try to sniff pizza in California. Don't yeah. even try it. There's but no point. I got one word for you. Oh, it's two. Mexican food. Mexican food is terrible for you, and what? it's How? fucking How? everywhere. How's that so bad for you? How's a carne asada salad from Benny's Cheese, bad? sour cream. Come on. You're putting cheese on that thing. You're, you're talking about sour cream you're on that thing. salad? Carne asada salad. I love it. Uh, yeah, California burrito with fucking French Dude, fries Dude, there's French in fries it. in a California burrito. That's and a sour cream But just like a regular, you got regular guac, you got chicken, you got Guacamole vegetables. Guacamole is not good for you, by the way. Why? It's a superfood. Like super that that trumps fat. everything. Guacamole is very high in fat. Good fat. Fat, How long have you lived? Did you fat. just move here? You're supposed to know this stuff. No, I eat it's way good worse fat. out here. Like, Listen, more fast food out here than anywhere I've ever We've seen derailed in my entire on life. <laughs> this is about as tangential. We're talking good fat versus saturated fat there. <laughs> when it boils down to it, I'm out here drinking kombucha now, going to, going to yeah. a flower child on 2nd Street in Santa Monica eating herbal mashed potatoes. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> so, so when you come back in six months, you'll be like 260. Oh, no, dude. No, dude. I'm going to try and take Wings this uh, Cali lifestyle back east with me. That's okay. going to be a little bit harder. See, Wayne Moore, Wayne's trying to straighten us out. Tasty Cakes. There we go. Now we're back. Now we're back on the good yeah, side. Yeah, but, like, that's another thing. I love Tasty Cakes, but I don't eat them every day. Like, there's a lot of healthy options at Wawa. You get, like, a healthy turkey sandwich, like, on wheat with some mustard and okay. some sprouts. I, I don't know. I just, it's weird. It is backwards, but I, I feel like it's so much easier to eat healthy at home. No, in it's Philly out here. It's it's here. Out here? Dude, out here, it's super easy. Too much fast food out here. You too have too many Uber Instagram eats. models here not to have it be easier to eat. Well, it's you brought easy. up a really good point. So you're talking about, like, so this morning I'm at UCLA working out, and, you know, I don't even... Is that a, nice drop in there. I don't even know what kind of drop that is, but, but your point was this. Like, it's easier to eat bad or have some drinks because you know working out is just a lifestyle out here. Oh, yeah. Like, you just know you're going to work out today at some point. So you don't, like, I don't think about what I eat. I'm just going to eat it because like, yeah, I'm working out. One of the biggest changes for me when I moved from Boston to L.A., in L.A., you wake up at 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, whatever you do, on a Saturday morning. You can be out 
from 7 till 3 and have a 10 degree temperature change. That's why you need your sweaters. It's just like, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> We're I, here? Yeah. I, I play, think it's worse back east. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I can play basketball in the morning, go home, eat, go play something else in oh, the afternoon. Oh, you're saying this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, just activities galore here. I feel yeah. like I'm a stepbrothers and I just made bunk beds. I'm just doing everything. <laughs> a lot so of activities. Do activities. Oh, uh, should we cut this and, and do our IMDb battle? Yes. We have 11 minutes to do this. Can I set this up? I want to I wanna let everybody know on the message board who has joined in the last hour and a half. Fired up. So we do these uh, these battles. Who's got better movies, bigger movie star, blah, blah, blah. We did Tom Hanks against Tom Cruise. We did Tom Hanks versus 2000 to present day Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah. To Tom Cruise point. from 85 to like 95 is... Untouchable. Untouchable. It's, it's absurd. Movie after movie. Not a bad one in there. Um, so you, we wanted to do Denzel today. So I said, yeah, done. And I said, I also want to do DiCaprio, but we'll do a different weekend because DiCaprio destroys Denzel. I don't even understand how that was. I, I so yeah. you said, no, 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 no. I want, to, I want to stay with DiCaprio. Let's do DiCaprio. I wanted to give you a fighting chance here. I don't know about the carpool collusion going on here, but I wanted to give you Kevin Spacey against Denzel <laughs> so that you could have an easier time. You know, like Denzel's like kind of the wow. king of black people, right? Like, Absolutely. <laughs> like, and you know, like the king of the white people is Brad Pitt. People are already Tom chiming Cruise in. I mean, there's Denzel a variety. all day. People, people on the message board know Denzel. This is like a slam dunk for Denzel. So, per the rules of the game, you get six movies. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of that's how it's always been. You I didn't six, know we get six. The six best. Oh, you get shit. to pick six best. We'll pick our six best, and we'll see who wins. Good luck. You want to go first? Or you want to go second? No, you guys go. I'll, I'll hit you with a Liam Neeson. Good luck on this one, Hawk. You get a couple. T- I'll, I'll let you have IMDb pulled up or no? I'm pulling it up right now. All right, so I'll take my first shot. I'll pick my first Denzel movie. Great, um, like, amazing career. Came out of the fucking gates. Boom. Let me get an Academy Award, son. Glory. I got one, two words for you. One tear. The guy's fucking cried one tear. It's a tear I'll never forget. How do you cry one tear? I don't even know how that's possible. Incredible performance. Great movie. Maybe the greatest war movie ever made and if in we're being honest, cinema. If we're being honest, Glory yeah. is one of those movies you still watch in great, like elementary school. Oh, Every yeah. elementary school is playing you Glory at least once. To see that one tear come down. A special place in my heart with that movie is I, t- I was in high school. I took my high school girlfriend there. We're watching the movie. It's obviously a, a movie about the Civil War, yeah? The end of the battle, if everybody remembers, like the, the Confederates win the final battle and the Confederate flag goes up. She looks at me and she goes, does that mean the British won the war? So shout out to Stephanie, my sophomore year <laughs> high school girlfriend and her great acumen for history. But anyway, boom, glory, out of the gates. Hawk, you got the next one. All right, let's go training day. Oh, you went straight to, okay. Ooh, straight to training day. Yeah, oh, man. you guys are in trouble. No, no, we're just going to throw haymakers at you. There's okay. multiple haymakers to come. Okay. But what, like... Go. go. What, 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 Do you want me to start the argument first against training day? I mean, just come back, with the, come back to those two. I would just like to hear okay. what you have to those two. I'll tell you about training day. Love training day. Not going to argue that. He won an Oscar for that. Okay? Unbelievable character. However, and I know this is your first time involved in this, I hope Jay... Maybe before you guys even crossed over the 405, told you about some of the rules here. One of the big things, obviously, you know about the eye test. Turning on training day, every time it's on, I turn it on. But it's always off within like a minute and a half because it's too heavy. It's, it's too heavy. heavy. It's, I, that's not the kind of movie you turn on and say, okay, cool. All right, he's just meeting up with Ethan Hawke. I got a fun two hours ahead. It's, <laughs> oh, shit. All right, let me turn my phone off. Let me get ready. This is going to be intense. Okay, but you can't put up a movie where the guy won an Academy Award. 
Like that's that's a great fucking iconic flick. People. Oh, think it's about a great. It. I'm not taking anything away. But I'm here's just my saying rebuttal. that. Yeah. Here's my rebuttal. Remember the Titans, dog. Okay. So Everybody with, loves Remember the Titans. I'm gonna say you guys getting off a training day that quickly is not good for no, your. Class. I'll, I'll go back to it for you. Okay. I'm an East Coast guy. Rainy day, training days on. I'm not getting off the couch. Okay. I'll sit there and go to a dark enough. place on a rainy day. Okay. No problems. Uh, How dark are we getting? Are we like overcast? Are you going to a dark place or is it just rainy? I mean, I'll sit on the couch. I'll order some pizza. I'm not going to move. Okay. Okay. Just don't order any weird wings. But like, <laughs> training day speaks for itself, is the point. Like, we, we don't have to go on at nauseam about training day. Like, training day is like, you don't know a single person who doesn't love that movie. And A, B, yeah, doesn't everyone love that a, performance. I, I don't know one female who's ever liked that movie. Really? That's an intense movie for. What, women can't handle intense movies, Mike? What, that would be a misogynist? Uh, I don't, think, I don't know show? if that would be in the top 100 on any uh, women's radar. All right, so like I said, remember the Titans. That's our third one. Okay. So, boom, that's a pretty great trifecta. A little a Disney movie, yep. sports movie, great speeches, great coaching speeches, great characters, watchable from any point in the movie till the very end, and a true story, biopic. Boom, nailed it. Okay. You're up, Hawk. Number four. Man on Fire. Oh, Man on Fire. That might be the best one. Man on Fire for me. I, I'm not a big crier, but when Creasy died in the car. Yeah. If you don't shed a tear, you really don't have a soul. I mean, that's arguably the greatest revenge movie oh. next to The Count of Monte Cristo of all time. Oh. Nobody does revenge like Denzel. Not at all. Not at all. Man on Fire. Boom. So that's four great ones. I got, I got a couple good ones. I'm going to leave Crimson Tide out there. I'm going to leave Pelican Brief out there. I'm going to go to something near and dear to my heart, a movie I love, a movie that I watch every time it's on. One of the great movies of all time, Inside Man. Let's go. Yep. Inside Clive Man. Clive Owen. Hello. Like the only mover, movie ever that, uh, who, who's the, the girl in that, the, the lesbian girl from uh, Contact? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Like <laughs> Jodie Foster's hot in that movie. Let's be honest. Like she I'm actually okay looks good go. in that movie. Inside Man is phenomenal. You can't say one bad thing about it. He's incredible in the movie. Clive Owen's incredible. Inside Man. Okay. That's our fifth. Sixth, Hawk, you get the last one. I'm going with this one. There's another heartstring here. John Q. You don't like John Q? That's our first, our first. It's a little too heavy for me. I'm going to keep my mouth shut letting you guys ruin this for yourself. I I might have to overrule you. Overrule me, because I'll take that away. I'm going to have to overrule you and just go to like a... Two uh, guns? Because two guns. (laughs) Okay. Because if we're talking about watchable movies... Fair, fair. Two guns is like like a great ride. Great chemistry between those two. I think Mark Wahlberg has great chemistry with everything. You put that guy next to anybody, he's phenomenal. Then you put him next to Denzel, who also has great chemistry with everybody. Dude, but... Two guns is awesome. If we're being honest, like, six isn't enough. He got game. I, I was going to go He Got Game. I mean, that's probably my favorite Denzel movie. It's, you know. His, his catalog is just ridiculous. It's, it's six, though. It's six. That's how great he is. Those are six great movies. You have sports movies. You have, like, you know, uh, history movies. You have action movies. You have revenge movies. You have some comedy. I think we nailed six pretty great Denzel movies right there. And there's so much more. I think we're just not doing enough justice. But here we go with uh, DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Mike's right. free, feverishly making notes right here. If you say Titanic, I'm going to sit here quietly. Deja Vu was good, too. That was you don't another. think I'm not going to mention Titanic in <sighs> six DiCaprio movies? God. I'm starting off with The Great Gatsby. <laughs> Rough start Stop. for you. Stop. Rough start. <laughs> really? Struck it backwards K to start. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. There, is, there aren't too many bigger, iconic people in literature than Jay Gatsby. Okay. First done by Robert Redford, 
made very well Leo DiCaprio. Movie made a fortune. One of the best books of all time. Turned into a movie, and the movie was fantastic. Very difficult to do. You're not going to take, uh, what was the, the Grisham movie that he did? Was it The Rainmaker? That was Matt Damon. What was the, he did one of them with Dicap- McConaughey. No. Denzel did. Oh, Denzel did. Denzel did one of Pelican them. Pelican Brief. That was that one McConaughey. Pelican Brief. Yeah. That, that was, was that was one of the best ones, and it was still terrible. That was a good movie. Okay. I love Pelican Brief. Uh, Django Unchained. Probably didn't think I was going to mention that one. Awesome, awesome What was he doing for, 30 minutes? I haven't. He seen was like the main part of that movie. Here's my favorite oh, part. For like what the like the back half. But you're, you, the stuff you were bringing up at the end with uh, Denzel. He, he, that's enough. That's enough for him. I think he got nominated for that too. I will check. Oh, Scavati getting crushed on the message board so far. Here's my favorite part about his argument. I haven't seen either of these. Two <laughs> Neither movies. I haven't seen Greek. You've Cassidy. seen all six of the movies we said. I haven't. I haven't seen. seen I've seen one of the movies you saw. Stop it. Yeah. Wait. You've, of Denzel. Which you've one? Only, you saw Training I, Day. The, you I saw, saw Training Remember Day. the Titans. Remember the Titans. After that, I you was. Didn't I see two guns. No. You've never seen. No. You never seen Man on Fire? I've seen parts of it. Shut it off. Oh, God. Not that good. So how's your soul? Not really? that good. <laughs> it's pretty good because I didn't have to sit through eight hours of trash. <laughs> All right, keep going. The Departed. I saw that. That was a good movie. Good movie. Oh. You saw that. That's a fucking great movie. Are you kidding me? With the exception of Mark Wahlberg getting an Oscar nod for playing himself, that was a great movie. Again. You still watch that. You're like, wait, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? What's going on here? Very good. Leo's, very Leo's third lead in Django, and he's probably like one of nine people who gave amazing performances. Departed, good in that movie, movie, but Johnny Depp did it better. Yeah, it's not a Leo movie. The Departed. All right, Leo. just did The Departed. Catch okay. me if you can. Great <sighs> movie. I'll give you that one. That's a fucking phenomenal movie. Great movie. I tried yeah. to throw that in for Hanks. You said no. That's all DiCaprio. People were calling um, that. The people were calling that on the message board too. By the way, he's going catch me if you can. Oh, absolutely going catch <laughs> me if you That's can. It's a great movie. And then I had a tough time with the, picking number five. I could have gone with The Revenant, which he won an Oscar for. Oh, but I'm one of the first people to say that the documentary on making The Revenant will be ten times better than the actual Revenant. Okay. okay? Um, didn't want to go Basketball Diaries, Blood Diamond, kind of boring. He played Jay Edgar, really boring. So for number five, I'm going with one of my top ten movies, Gangs of New York. Mm-hmm. I love that movie. Great, it's a great movie. movie. Great movie. Okay. Yep. okay. He was the lead. Yep. Took a little bit of a second seat because uh, Daniel Day knocked it out of the park. Yeah. One of my top three favorite movie when characters you're of all time. Not even the best actor in your own movie. <laughs> tough, but he was good. You could say Ethan Hawke was a little. Actually, no, I can't say that. Sorry. No, don't. <laughs> in <Training> don't Day. <laughs> and then obviously, I'm going to finish it off with fucking Titanic, man. Growing Pains. Titanic. Oh, <laughs> Titanic. I was thinking about Growing Pains. <laughs> I would have gone. I mean, what's funny is I would have gone, uh, what's it called, with Spacey? Wolf of Wall Street was pretty good. I have Wolf written down, didn't do it. Um, played Jordan Belfort. That was a great movie. But that's one that, again, like I turn it like training day, I'll turn it, I'll watch like two minutes of it and be like, I'm good. You got to mention Titanic. One of the biggest movies of all time. We'll give, we'll How give does you that not? We'll give you Titanic. How does that not? In there? I, I don't even want to give him Titanic. I hate, I hate oh, that movie so long. We're, we're running out of time quickly here, but here, yeah. here, here's what it breaks down to, Mike. And I think we have everybody on the message board agrees with us. Even if they don't, they should. Our movies are very watchable. Your movies are just very fucking heavy. They're like I'm, I don't want to watch any of those. Whoa, movies. Whoa, whoa, Who wants whoa, to watch whoa, The whoa, Revenant whoa, whoa, whoa. again? Who wants to watch like I The Great Gatsby? Gats- Dude, you text me every time Titanic is on A and E. Are you Bro, kidding I me? I love Titanic. I'm giving you Titanic. I'm giving you. Catch but you me talk you about can. heavy. A movie called Man on Fire and Training Day. <laughs> That's brutally heavy. Yeah, but everybody can relate to Revenge, man. Gangs as heavy as Gangs in. It's not. It's it's a it's a solid. Catch me if you can. Departed. Inception. Nobody knew what the fuck was going on there. I think he got nominated for that. I'm not even gonna put that. In my top 10 for him. Um, 
Mike Stringer yeah. says, were we doing top mediocre Leo movies? <laughs> All right, Stringer, give me some better movies than I said. And don't say Revenant because this that is, sucked, even though he got the Oscar blowout. for that. It's an absolute blowout. You're 100% right. I'm not arguing that. Hawk, our stutters are sitting in the Great Gatsby, right now. most amazing book. The fact that I haven't seen 60% of the movies you were bringing it's up for this guy. It's a great book. It's not a great You Leo failed movie. to mention one of the best Denzel what's, movies. What's that? American Gangster. Yeah, that movie, every single time that's on, I watch from start Frank to finish. White, man. I fucking love that movie. And you guys didn't even Great mention movie. it. How are you going to talk about heavy movies and bring up American Gangster? Yeah, <laughs> it's not that heavy. Not as heavy as Training Day. I mean, well, Training Day is just heavy. They're both of the. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I think the message board has given us the win. Yeah, I mean, see, I got so. I got a couple points out there for uh, for the literature from Lindsay Hall. Yeah, but that's the thing. But he's, the thing is a great book. Leo's doing like Robert Redford karaoke. In the <laughs> second one. All right. How many how many books has uh Denzel done? Nothing. Nobody the book nobody of says Eli, dog. nobody can take the book him. Of, the nobody's book of taking Eli. him seriously as a theatrical actor because they're not going to uh, give him a book first. Wow, Fences? Uh whoops, nominated for an Academy Award. You got Award. nominated, yeah. yeah. Did you see it? Fences? Yeah. No. <laughs> did you? No. No. None of us did. I don't know, man. That's one, a blowout. One, one that's minute, a, that's one not even close. Go. Not even close. Leo destroys him. You guys should have taken uh, Spacey. You guys would have had a fighting chance there. Tom, Tom says, Scavati would be the movie store em- employee who recommends movies that never leave the show. Like what? Like Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Classic. It's like, you know, this like was you, easy. you're going to block. I need like some of my buddies on this. recommendations. I need someone getting me back here. These are always in stock. What's happening to Madonna? Who else? Wayne Morris is on here. Babs. I need some people now. I need some of my people. These are all your people here. Well, we're running out of time, Mike, And your so. people are even getting my back here. I got Lindsay Shut. getting my back. Shut. I like it. Lindsay's Thank you guys for the win. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for the win. Second <laughs> week in a row. Look at this guy. Cruz destroys Hanks. I had Cruz. No, I had the Cruz 10 years. No, no, but Cruz beats everybody. You gave me Cruz 2000 to present day, and you had Hanks, and that's when he called up and ripped you. No, I had Cruz crap. for those 10 years. I was blown away with those 10 years for Cruz. But no. Cruz in those 10 years beats everybody, so we didn't really have a battle. But remember, we the, just talked about the that actual one? battle was I had, I had to Cruz, take out those years. I, but no, I had Cruz, you had Hanks. Oh, yeah. And I'd cruise two thousand to present day, and Hawk actually called the show to rip you for your choice. Oh, because you were talking about like Mission cho- Impossible Six or some well, shit. You chose like seven Oof. movies with AIDS. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> one, one movie with two. AIDS. Two, Forrest Gump, which had Denzel AIDS. was in. Come on. Denzel was in that movie. So do you want it for your argument last week or against it and this week? And you notice that we didn't include which it? one? Included. <laughs> there was a lot. You guys didn't uh, two big movies, two Oscar-worthy movies. Did he get nominated for American Gangster? Hawk, safe travels back east, my man. Great thank to you, finally have you on the show. We'll be talking to you. Wear that shirt with pride. Sweater looks great. Sweater's amazing. Mike Scavati, good luck out there in the cold teaching tennis today. Thank you guys for the win on the message board. I appreciate it. Two and oh, I am. Two and oh. Claiming a win. Don't listen to this guy. <laughs> hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. Look for Mike and I on Facebook Live, calling football games every weekend around the country. I think we're going to be in Utah this week, hanging out with some Mormons. So I hope not. That game's going to yeah, be Yeah, I hope not too. So, hey, we'll see you guys next week. Most sports. Yep. Now that you've found UBN Radio and discovered our quality talk shows, it's time to spread the word to friends, family, and the universe. 24 hours of music and talk. Radio without limits. That's why people keep coming back for more. That's UBNRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.